Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome. On this Winter Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, this dumbass sports show starts right now. We only got a few weeks left. Yeah, I You know, we've been pounding the drum hard that we need to enjoy every single NFL game that we have. And although the Philadelphia Eagles just beat the fuck out of the New York Giants, yep. the New York Giants had a hell of a year, all the games have been fantastic as of late. Mm-hmm. Truly been barn burners. And I've been trying to be positive. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. Like to be old positive Pat, but I want to let everybody know we don't have a lot of football left. No, we don't. So every conversation we have, let's make sure we take it for what it is, which is something that is valuable. Yeah. Right. Not only what's well, not the sports media world, but for us, because we are just a few weeks away from having to talk about so much bullshit yeah. that mm-hmm. we have to act like matters. So whenever we're talking about this weekend's matchups where the AFC championship is on the line and the NFC championship is on the line and four teams are vying for two spots for Lombo. Let's remember that this is the best time of the year. Hell yeah. Let's remember that we're living in the good old days. That's right. Mm-hmm. And let's remember that when we break this thing down and we get a chance to chat with incredible people today, tomorrow, the next day, boys, the next boys, week. Boys, and then boys. at Radio Row, obviously, we have a boys, stacked boys. card mm-hmm. uh, from out there in Arizona. Let's enjoy the hell out of this. The Talks Tables yeah. here. I know you guys enjoy everything. At Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Not wearing the same uniform today. Is everything okay? You guys all, you guys off? Uh, yeah. Chemistry oh, yeah. good? Everything's good. Yeah. Everything's, everything's fantastic. Good. We did our day yesterday. Had no idea, of course, because that's just kind of how it goes. But I did wear something I knew Ty didn't have just in case. What was that? This, whatever this is, this button down, little lumberjack, warm lumberjack, sure, lumberjack jacket. It is kind of a flannel, but without the flannel appeal. Bingo, there it is. I will let everybody know, and that's one half of the hammer. Dad! Cowboys tone digs looking fantastic, and joining us speaking and looking fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cooler every day somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No idea how that works. Must have a. I forget who it was. Maybe I saw a video or a report on the internet. Chris Brown has so many clothes. He has like a department store as a closet. Yep, saw that as well. The rack's in there. This guy has to have the same exact thing yep. because he shows up looking That's cool that. all the time. Hosted a man-to-man podcast. Nine-year NFL vet. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius J. Baller. Yeah, D-Butt. Storm out there. Real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, we got the, uh, the freeze storm yeah. right mm-hmm. flash freeze where it was it, it wasn't a flash freeze certainly did freeze everything but the way they were pitching it was uh whoever mother nature mm-hmm. was going to left hand like a snowball left hand rain and then right hand <laughs> ice it down that's yep. right like jack frost or whatever mm-hmm. yep. that didn't happen now it did get very cold a lot of ice a lot of bad things happened a lot of people lost power and it was crashed but it was nowhere near as big for us here in indiana we don't know about everywhere else. Right. But for us, what we were being told what it was going to be, it wasn't necessarily still a pain in the ass, still a lot of busted pipes, electric mm-hmm. down, everything like that. This one, I've only heard about it for the last couple of days, and it was supposed to come overnight. Mm-hmm. It did not come overnight. No, no, no. no. It's right now. Yeah. It is coming down out there. Oh, yeah. I had to drive. Uh, wife and I had an appointment we had to go to early this morning. We went after hearing what the storms are going to be all night. We woke up a little bit earlier. thought it was going to be a little bit longer. Not bad at all this morning. No. Yeah. It was supposed to come overnight from like 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. Then I guess what, after we had fallen asleep, before we had woken up, they had adjusted the time that the 8 a.m. hour is actually going to be when it is. Our appointment was at 8 a.m. So getting there, no problem. While we're in our appointment, we come back out. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whole new world. 
cars side of the road everywhere. We hope everybody's safe. We hope everybody's comfortable. Appreciate all the boys coming mm-hmm. in here. But D, but this is now two times where you've shown up yeah. and just like huh. miserable cold weather is coming. Happy I you're mean, here. You know it's Indy, and I heard you know you shot the Texas out. Hey, be careful. It's gonna get be ugly out there. As soon as I read him, I just Fuck heard AJ Hawk's voice in my head, like you know. <laughs> Nick, you got to mute yourself. You're yelling back there. I, I didn't hear, hear exactly what. What's that, Nick? No, somebody is. Someone's not. Someone's back, back there. Thought I heard the rack. There it is. There it there is. There we go. baby, Nick. Woo! Well done, boys. Way to go, Nick, back there. Um, AJ Hawk just talking about how yeah, we're soft. Just, you know, just don't be soft. Don't be dramatic. Whatever it is, we'll deal with it. We'll get here. It is ugly out there, snowing sideways. It's good to look at and see for a Great couple days and not sure. postcard, you know, shovel yeah. and do all the shit I'm sure, you know, you guys got to do. No. So. Tim McAfee outside shoveling his fucking place. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Tim. I got some, I got this stove been waiting for some fucking a- a- accumulation. I need some. Yeah, absolutely. There You're is, a stoveblower guy in the neighborhood? Let's go. Oh, my! I moved in, <laughs> what, two years ago to my house? I was the only one on the block without a snowblower, okay? I had people coming over a fucking snowblower my driver. Oh, I, as no. a human, <laughs> as a homeowner, as a man of the house, and now, now a father, a dad, yeah. couldn't have that happen, okay? Can't this year that. I purchased a new fucking snowblower. Now I, I got the fucking biggest baddest one on the block, okay? So Ooh. fucking step aside, boys. Congratulations, boy, Tony. Are you taking it over to somebody else's house? I'm going to fucking dunk on somebody else. <laughs> Hey, I see your little, uh, what if you just, yeah. right next to him, 100%. just blowing a much bigger little, yeah, it's happening. is it gas powered, you gotta plug that thing in? No, no, no plug-in. Oh, it's, it's Mickey all- Mouse. Is it, is it electric? <laughs> huh? It's electric? It's battery powered. Fucking, oh, fucking. Even more Mickey Mouse. That thing Whoa. gotta be gas powered, Tony. Uh, you know up. that. Uh-oh. You know it that. It's the biggest, baddest one on the market, my friend. <laughs> you don't even, so you don't even, yeah, you, you have don't, to, you have to just, just flick a button? Just like your car. Like just push to start. You gotta fucking hold the gas in and fucking press start. So Get there's start. gas. The, the throttle. throttle in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll dive into it deeper. Hey, congratulations. That's a big step. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to, uh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, shovel. Shovel, snow, mm-hmm. so, the whole thing. Great workout. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Makes money off it, too. As a kid, you have to. Yeah. They were talking about we're only halfway through winter right now. They're saying another half of winter coming through. If there was to get. <laughs> what? <laughs> that happened yesterday, too, Tone. Yeah. That literally happened, just a different what yesterday. Yeah. You choked over water, and in the middle of a conversation <laughs> with no context nope. at all, what? What? <laughs> Diggs are just moaning into a, yep. into a microphone in the middle of it or whatever. Yeah, they're saying we're halfway through, and I only know that because I was watching local news because we had that appointment this morning we had to yeah. get to with what they were calling with weather. It was like, we might not be able to literally get out of the house or whatever with how the highways could be. And they were like, well, if six inches comes, we'll be at – Nine inches or something, only halfway through. 27 inches, I think, is the record for Indiana. So they were starting to talk that. I think we're halfway through. I think we still got – Yeah. I still think we got a lot of time. I think it's only going to get – I don't want to say worse, but I, I feel like this we're in it now. Oh, right? yeah. I feel like we're really in it. Because it was up to like 55, 60. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that freeze. Yep. Mm-hmm. After yeah, that yeah, freeze yeah. storm came in, nice it got back up to like 55. I thought – no, I thought – I thought – I was the, done. I thought we changed. That was I, it. I thought maybe the four Spring seasons, is here. I thought we had changed. The news told me that is not the case. Nah, it'll news. go till April. It'll be cold probably till I think it's like the national championship for basketball. The end of March Madness is when we start to see it really kind of yeah. turn into spring. But there'll still be cold days all the way till May. I don't know, dude. Hey, that earthquake in Malibu, hope Aaron's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody over there is okay. That was like 2 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some tornadoes taking place in Texas. Yep. We got this massive snowstorm that's hitting the entire Midwest. They showed the Doppler. I tried to, I'm not Donardo. I tried <laughs> to read the Doppler. 
That fucker was nothing, nothing, nothing. Then there was some green, and then blue just went over the entire Midwest. I don't know if it's because they don't have Donardo reading the Doppler. They don't know where it's going to go. So they're just projecting it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Or if it is actually going everywhere. Rest in peace, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Joe. Miss you, Joe. Would have been great to have you. Yeah. This morning, last night, yeah. Joe, a lot of anxiety. Who's going to make did it work? Did these snowstorms uh, get named like a hurricane? This one no. actually did. Because yeah. this, well, these, this, this one, was the big, this, this was one was responsible. This one was responsible for the uh, tornadoes down south as well, and then it came back up. Oh, the powerful yeah. It did have a name. This is a mean cuss. Yeah, yeah holy is. shit. This Persistent. one, mm-hmm. real problem, this yep. storm. Hope everybody's safe. Hope everybody's okay. We have a leak. Of course. Uh, Happens to be from the same place as the last leak. Haven't got a fix yet. Yep. Mm-mm. Someone's on it. We'll figure it out. Well, see, that's the thing about, like, someone. We are the, the, one, the ones. Yeah. Yeah, we point. the ones. We, we the ones. You know, we are. Cassandra. The ones that. This is Hurricane uh, Snow Cassandra. Winter Storm Cassandra. Winter Storm Cassandra. With hey, Cassandra. K. With a K. Fucking scram, With dude. a K? Yeah. This bitch. They're running out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Tornadoes, blizzards is a bitch of a Cassandra. <laughs> was she part of the earthquake, too? Earthquake, what probably, yeah. Yeah, what's going on with the earthquake, Tony? Huh? What's well, going on? Have you heard anything about the earthquake? That's, is that, is that mean, the fault? That's just the big one giving a little rumble. Okay. Bro, that's directly out from Alabama. I don't know if you looked at the map. I did. Just directly outside of Yeah. probably where a conversation was taking place yesterday that the world was responding to, 2 a.m. I think it was only a four or something, and uh, a lot of some Californians were like, this is nowhere near the biggest we've ever felt, but people were feeling it. Mm-hmm. And earthquakes are a crazy phenomenon. I couldn't imagine living in a place where that takes place, where you just walk, and all of a sudden the earth is like, what's up? <laughs> it's like, okay, everything's good. Yep, just fucking act like our day's good. Let's act like nothing That's happened. Crazy. That's what earthquakes are. But the man who was in Malibu, we believe, was talking to us yesterday. Yeah. A lot of reaction to his comments mm-hmm. from yesterday. Yesterday. A lot of big-time takeaways. Seems like he still wants to play. Now, yeah. he has not come out and said he wants to play, still going through his process. He said if there was a two-week timeline on when he needed to make his decision, would have been able to do it. Not as easy, he thinks, to have done it, but he would have been able to make a decision if he was given some sort of timeline in the near future, mm-hmm. which could take place with all the assumptions that are taking place around sports media with Aaron, that he's going to get traded. Well, Peter King says they're going to need two ones for that trade. Now, that's just him guessing, but he also has connections, so a lot of people have just been taking that as gospel. Adam Schefter reported they would not trade him to an NFC team. It would be an AFC team. Now, we don't know if Schefter's reporting that as a pundit or as an insider. He is an insider, so his pundit should be judged in a fashion and he has information that we don't have. So we just start piecing things together as gospel and then Aaron kind of alludes to it like, hey, if the Packers want to move on, there's no malice with me. I understand. Been in that situation with Brett. I think he loves Jordan. I think he's very appreciative of everything that Green Bay has done for him, the fan base. Now, I don't think the fans feel the same way. I think a lot of the fans would, not a lot of the fans, a lot of fans we see on Twitter, not as a whole as Green Bay Packers fans. Twitter vocal crew on you know, from the Packers fan base, seems to be loud about, like, they're done with this type of bullshit. Mm. I'm happy you're done with it because the Colts might be getting Aaron Rodgers is what I heard there. D, but did you listen to the conversation? Did you take away anything from it? And what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' future, which he said would rework a contract to adjust how the future looks for I kind of feel the same way I felt last week and week before that. I feel like he'll be back in Green Bay. Uh, he's gonna really? Make, he's going to make the, the, the 60, you know, he's not going to walk away from the 60 million and retire, obviously. I think he's going to continue wow. to keep playing. Uh, but honestly, my, my favorite takeaway from the conversation yesterday was uh, 
watching him go down memory lane with fucking Tommy Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I was here last week when y'all had Tommy those highlights. Like, down. So like seeing that, seeing that, that whole. How about Dexter Lawrence was making DL? Yeah. Or Darren Lawrence. Wait, who's that? It was, that, was, that, was, that was number 15. Oh, okay. I don't remember. A couple him. guys played in the league. That was DL. On that team. Yeah, Warren. 10 was Tommy. He's now a coach, I think. I think 10 is a coach now. Wilson? I Tommy believe. Wilson Tommy. was a coach at Butte. Uh, I believe he's now the uh, VP of a uh, you know uh, athletic wear. Okay. Well, shout out to Tommy. Oh, he's going to have success, whatever, because a lot of people quote tweeted the video. And we're like, Coach Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Coach Tommy. They're saying, I'm like, that guy should have been in the league. Should have oh, been. Only played one year. He said he was a soccer player, right? Yeah. So, I was, so Cooper Cup. Really. My, my senior year, my best receiver was a soccer. I played quarterback. My best receiver was a soccer player as well. Fast as shit. Go ball. Stop. That's it. Yeah. I feel like if our soccer team would have played for our high school team, Tone, no offense, the DeGilio family is very – deep in the roots of the plum football operation. Mm-hmm. So that please do not take this as a shot, but I think you understand. We were a wagon. We had a lot of – if, like, my age w- would have played on the football team, we'd probably pick up three, four starters. A lot of good Italian athletes on that soccer No team. offense, I was a state champion soccer player before I switched to side stuff. <laughs> really? <laughs> Goalie. Fucking yeah. Goalie. Conquered the sport. Tone was a guy. Yeah, nice. one same season, though. Yeah. What's that? It's the same season. you got to pick one. Yeah. You had to pick – you had to pick football. I had to. And you ended up being uh, almost an Ivy League fucking player. That's right. Almost. Almost. Not, not enough grass. grass. Yeah. yeah. Basically. At the school, not for you. But the big take, I did Soccer, enjoy yeah. him kind of running through the list of all those names. And I saw yeah. a lot of people saying, how about this fucking guy just rattling off all the names? Then I started thinking to myself, if we had to do that for our high school and we were watching film, and obviously he's 39, right? Yeah. So he's a little bit older. He's almost mm-hmm. 40 years. That's a long time. I almost... What is that, 12 years removed? No, 22 yeah. years. Yeah. 22 years removed almost from all those situations. Still being able to call everybody. And then the happiness that kind of lit up now, did we use that as a ploy to remind <laughs> him how much he loves football and how much football? Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. I mean, maybe we're playing close Sicilian chess and nobody wants to talk about it. We also have to find out the Elman Bull story. Yeah, the Almond Bowl, yeah. The, Al- <laughs> the Alamo Bowl, certainly something <laughs> that I, I'm sure Aaron has a take on. Yeah, great yeah. bowl game. But the Almond Bowl over there, we never got it because the night before, something happened yeah. with Aaron. But watching him kind of relive and go through it, I saw genuine happiness on his oh, face, yeah. didn't you? Oh, yeah. And I think yesterday I heard a lot of like a guy that's very comfortable with yep. who he is right now, where he's at right now, everything that has happened and everything that can happen. And I think it, that's good news if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan. As a Packers fan, you heard the same thing, Derek? Because I heard he was a Colt. Oh. That's literally what I heard yesterday. Really? I heard he was an Indianapolis Colt. Nah, I mean, same deal. Colts stink. They oh. are in a rebuild. He doesn't no. want to come here. He definitely doesn't want to play. I mean, if Jeff Saturday's the head coach, no offense to Jeff, like Aaron doesn't want to fucking play for Jeff Saturday. I can almost guarantee that. I don't know who the offensive what? coordinator would be, but I don't know. I mean, this this has happened basically. Dan Orlovsky, okay? Let's now, not that, even. that may swing the, uh, the, the pendulum in the other direction. I don't so, know. But. Colts are interviewing seven more people for a second. I mean, the Colts have interviewed everybody in Wide the NFL. Net. So we have no idea who's going to be the head coach. Allegedly, Jeff Saturday is a front runner, though, yeah. because everything that Jim thought about Jeff, he saw about Jeff, even though the results weren't necessarily the, the positive ones that we had all hoped for, which kind of goes to what Aaron was talking about yesterday about the process. Like, if you, if you think it's a successful process happening, you can't just judge strictly off the results. You have to trust the process. Everybody from inside the building, now everybody inside the building that I know has known Jeff Saturday for a long time. It was like when Jeff came in, it was like the first time there was any real, like, accountability. Sure. That, that's not something you can necessarily just turn around overnight, and you're not going to be popular. 
whenever yeah. you're, especially as an interim title, mm-hmm. like, oh, the substitute teacher's coming in yeah. here. Yeah. Never yeah. They're going to tell me tell when me. I, I have to take notes. Okay. I don't take notes. Okay. Whatever <laughs> you put up there, my fucking mind's just going to remember. How about that, substitute teacher? You're a sub. That's why you're not an actual teacher. You wouldn't understand it. Shut up. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. what Jeff Saturday's coming in going, hey, we're not late, okay, to, to treatment. Mm-hmm. We're not late to meetings. We're not late to workouts. We do, that doesn't happen. And you know what? If you do, you're getting fined, and we're going to fine you a lot of money for doing it. And I can't believe this is how this has been operating for a long time anyways. So everybody in the building has basically told me that when Jeff got there, it was the first time there was like a – and in the building, I think if you were to take a poll, everybody would be like, we would sign up for Jeff figuring out how to fucking get this group of people back. Now, with that being said, I don't know if Ballard knows that. I don't know if Jim Irsay knows that. I'm just telling you with the people that I've talked to, because although the results, because there's a chance Jeff gets his job, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think there's a lot of people publicly that are going to be very confused by it. I do not know what Jeff is like as a head coach, other than what you all have seen. I've not been in the building, but people who have you know, been a part of like the winningest decade in the history of the NFL and have had a lot of success and been there for a long time had been like, hey, what Jeff brought in was something that was needed and was not going to be popular. And he already got half a season pretty much of instituting that, so there's a chance it could work. Now, I think other people could come in and do a great job as well. I don't know how anybody's going to do. Just like D-Butt put in the group text, we thought Sirianni would be... Yeah, yeah, terrible. After that opening press conference, it was like, oh, man, they, they fucked up. This guy's going to be the worst coach yeah, of all time. Stinks. Yeah. And then MCDC. I Same mean, deal. Thought he was going to be terrible. He turned around. Zach Taylor was literally terrible. Yeah. So, so you can never judge a hire literally the day it happens. There will be judgment. On this show, too, there will be either <laughs> a lot of excitement or a little bit of excitement. You know, you can kind of see how I judge it. Everybody's natural reaction is to. But we have no fucking idea what's going to happen. But to your point. There's not an answer on who's going to be running the offense right now. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Aaron thinking about possible destinations, it's like, okay, I'll be learning a new offense. Everybody will be learning a new offense, though. Mm -hmm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Could he bring a guy with him? He brings somebody with him, maybe uh, Hackett. Nate Hackett. Yes, there's yeah. a lot of coaches he's he's worked with. That's what the past. Jets are thinking. The Jets for are sure. thinking. Uh-huh. A lot of the Jets fans are putting. We already interviewed Hackett for the offense coordinator job. He has a relationship with Salah. I think they know each other. There's a chance he gets it. Him and Aaron get along well. The Jets fans are thinking that they're even interviewing him. Him potentially being the offense coordinator is a spot that Aaron would want to go to. Now, obviously, Aaron would have to agree to go to. Any of these places, we'd assume. I don't think he's just getting traded to any team that Green Bay wants to. No. Is that and just out of respect, respect from yeah, the organization? Because he doesn't have no trade clause, right? I don't know. I think that was kind of part of the when, after last season, when they signed the deal, remember, because they were talking about him getting traded, and he said that like there was kind of like a mutual agreement that, hey, if we get to the crossroads where like it's not going to work and so, and there is like a fi- a finality and something needs to be done that they're not just going to end up trading him to mm-hmm. you know some fucking bottom tier team. Who is that? Who is that? Who? Jamie Collins? Uh yes, with the Browns. Browns. Jamie Collins, remember this? Linebacker? Yes, yeah, so he was a guy that jumped over Overton to mm-hmm. block the extra yep. point Bingo. and I actually saw him midair as I'm catching a snap. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh no. That guy's going to land on us. Did mm-hmm. this guy just jump 21 feet? How did that happen? Then he blocks the kick. He was a guy. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, and this story has never been confirmed, I don't think. No. Allegedly, he said something in front of the entire team and Bill about his contract. Getting paid. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And Bill said, oh, that's cute. Traded him to the Browns the next day. Yep. And it was the last year of his rookie deal. 
He's a Southern Miss guy, like kind of a no one in the draft. Draft him in the first round. He's he was another one of those picks from Belichick that's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then he comes in, he's unbelievable. And he jumps over offensive Yeah, lines. he's a freak. He, I mean, there's videos of him doing, you know, eight backflips in a yeah. row and then yeah. sticking it. like, and then. But allegedly, point. the rumor yeah. is he, in front of everybody, was like, hey, is that what you, what are we doing? And Bill's like, oh, oh that was really nice. Sit down, mm-hmm. yeah. Next day, a team meeting. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, <laughs> the person that raised that question yesterday, he's playing for the fucking Cleveland Browns now. Traded for okay. a bag of balls. We'll see what he thinks. And he, that was where careers <laughs> go to die. Yeah. At, at oh, Jamie came back. So yeah, he, came, he came back. <laughs> yeah, then he, got, then he goes back to New England, obviously has the same amount of success. But to your point, what mm-hmm. you're saying is yeah. that has been done in the past where allegedly there has been a spite trade where it's like, oh, is that right? You don't love what's – oh, we're a bad place, huh? Okay. Bam. Welcome to Houston, Texas. Bingo. Something like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, uh, that's an it. No, no offense, Houston. Please. No, no. no but you're the worst team in the league. Yeah. And they know that. Yeah, none yeah. taken. Yeah, not that the Colts aren't. I mean, we're top five pick as well. So yeah. let's, not, let's not get crazy. But here. I think that's the big thing with Rodgers is, again, everyone's glossing over that. Like he said, like, and, and I don't think he's going to retire. I think that's been pretty evident with what he said to us. But he's not coming back if he doesn't think he can win a Super Bowl. And so you have to look at it. It's like, do the Colts, him on the Colts, is that a better opportunity to win a Super Bowl than him on the Packers currently? Like, no way. And there are a couple, Colts stink. No you know chance. it. We both know it. I mean, we, Zero can, percent. we can do whatever. But, like, the, I mean, it just, it what is. What you going to say? We can do this all day? Yeah, we can. I mean, you've been judging it with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Who do I got? I got CBS. I got the guy on CBS right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Clean dap, though. Sick dap. Mm-hmm. Great dap. Colts don't know who their coach is. Yeah, does Rodgers want to come in and kind of you know establish a culture in the last two years of his career? Do you think that's kind of Have where Parks he's at? Parks Fraser called place. Yeah, I was wondering why everybody Weapons. just is not talking about the Colts being a destination. <laughs> now that you're starting to lay it out, I guess yeah. it does make. I saw some Colts bloggers last night saying we don't want them. Okay, yeah, see that's interesting. Okay, but- I'm not speaking for all Colts fans whenever I speak. Okay, because there's some Colts fans that go and they see the Spider-Man from New York Times Square and they this go, "That's awesome! Holy shit!" You know what I mean? So I'm just talking. I, I guess I come from some different. A lot of Colts fans, I think, agree with a lot of things yeah. I say, and I appreciate them. I still live here. I've, you know, friends and family that are dire Colts fans, so I, I feel like I kind of have a temperature on it. Now I view it a little differently because I was in the building, right? And while in the building, I was having a lot of the same thoughts that you hear me have into this microphone every single day. So I might judge it a little bit differently. But like, we're a quarterback away here oh, in yeah. Indianapolis, aren't we? Aren't we, Darius? Absolutely Darius not. knows it. Look at he knows. He's I mean, choked up over it. That's how much he knows how true that comment is. We got, a lot of, we got a lot of shit to figure out. We do have some good players on the roster, though. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily say quarterback. So no Bears. way. The Bears? Yeah, we're in the, we're in the Bears. Bears have some good players on their roster, We're in the better too. spots than the fucking Bears. I, I don't know. MVP candidate yeah, but, last year. Yeah. The Bears have a quarterback, though. I mean, all the that, good players. We're talking are, about a quarterback Coming who to did, the team. Who did you have? Exactly. Thank you. Matt Ryan? Great guy. Astronaut. Navy <laughs> SEAL. Off the field. On the field. Not there anymore. I still can't believe we're still saying that because it's so goddamn disrespectful to the troops. It's but. a compliment. 
to Matt Ryan. It is disrespectful to the troops. Well, uh, with how he performed, certainly. We yeah. watched the terminal list last year, and we saw what Navy SEALs do when they see sorry, enemies Sam. downrange. And yeah. I can't believe yeah, sorry, we're Sam. still yeah. saying that. But let's keep in mind, sorry, Matt Sam. Ryan was good when Andy Dalton was good, and that was a long time ago. And when you're looking at the Bears, at least you got a little bit of hope. You got, you know, you got a, you got a coach for one. You have, you know, the Bears are not in this discussion. Oh, I thought we were just I'm saying cool. better situations for the, for the Colts. Really, how about the Jets? How about the Jets? Is that better situation, one hundred percent. No doubt about it. Buzz well, Aldrin just turned 93 years old. I'd rather have him playing QB than Matt Ryan. Amen. Or coach. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Right. That's what I'm saying. The actual astronaut. The Jets have good I, players, I think, though. I think the Jets might be a better situation. Yes. They have a good defense. They, the Jets? Yeah. They, what are we talking about? They're Greenberg? Good. Is that why? Because Mike Greenberg? Absolutely yeah. not. Their good players play good. Okay, the Colts have good players that haven't played good. So, like, what? How are we gonna say? Hey, next year he's got a great O line because Quentin Nelson's there. But Aaron this- did know an alarmingly amount of alarming amount of stuff about that Jets team. But that's because <laughs> that's because they were a training camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had eyes yeah. on him, and we saw him go through his high school film. Right. He has eyes he on numbers. He's yeah. gonna remember. Him and Zach go hunting together. Because I didn't hear a single thing about the Colts. Whatever. No. Because no, I brought it up a couple times. You guys were like rebuild. We don't. We had seven Pro Bowlers last year. They're all on the roster still. Okay. Yeah. It's not a fucking rebuild over here. But he didn't say a single thing about the Indianapolis Colts. He no. said he likes color blue, though. Remember that? He, he does like color blue. Yeah. Only like one of pillows. Seven. pillows are blue. Joining us now is a man who is not worried about this discussion, although he should be. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to ask him why this is happening. Ladies and gentlemen, the defense coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, Paisano with a big brain, saw his team lock down. In winter conditions, which uh-huh. is not easy at all. Ladies and gentlemen, Lou Ann River. Yeah, Coach! How we doing, Coach? What's up, everybody? Appreciate you having me again. Hey, thank you for joining us. You do a lot of this whenever you're coaching out there? You got to <laughs> whistle one hand and do this on the other hand? A little bit, sometimes. There's a lot of, you know us Italians, there's a lot of hand gestures, all, basically all the time. Well, if you're not doing that, are you really saying anything? You know, that's the question. And that's, that's correct. Yeah. Hey, Congrats on a win, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Listen, it's Wednesday. You're on to the next one. We got to talk about the last one, though. Let's go ahead and give you your flowers. Ten points in those conditions against that offense. What? With DeMar Hamlin in the building, mm-hmm. with everything. What did you see from your D that made you think, like, this is the best we've played? Is that the, is that the best game you've ever seen your defense play? Because it felt like, <laughs> discipline-wise, lockdown. Seemed like nobody was out of gap. Seemed like it was sound. Is that what you saw as well? And why do you think that happened? Yeah, I just think, uh, first of all, let me get in the middle of this damn picture. There we go. Yeah, hey, come on. Um, in the fucking I mean, over, over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think from start to finish, uh, the way we, you know, we made a huge emphasis on starting fast, coming out of the blocks and, uh, you know, the guys did that. Um, you know, we tackled really well. We, um, you know, didn't give up any explosive plays and, you know, we've been turning, taking the ball away, and that's that's going to be key here, certainly on Sunday as well. So it felt like uh, there was no space for anybody, and obviously, anytime the other team is starting to have like inner squad battles in the middle of a game, you got to know. Do you know that that's happening? You know that you're frustrating them, obviously. And are you? you know, we kind of we pick out a couple guys to see if we can get them agitated, um, and uh, it just happened to work out. You know, uh, didn't know that that was all going on on their sideline after the game, but. Uh, you know, it's it's um, if you can create chaos uh, as well as on the field, as well as on the bench, you got a chance. Yeah, it sounds like that's game plan executed well. Eli Apple. Now we saw a video of him smoking a cigar <laughs> in the Bills locker room. I, didn't look like a 
like a normal cigar smoker, mm-hmm. but certainly called for it with oh, that yeah. performance there. Now, obviously, afterwards on the internet, Eli Apple is dunking on people profusely. <laughs> Have you heard about that? And is that a conversation that ever comes up? And how do you feel about Eli Apple, the competitor that is on the field every week for you? Well, that's the good news about Eli. He's got so much confidence in himself and his abilities. And, um, you know, he plays corner in the NFL, and those guys are going to make plays. They're going to give up some plays. But if you don't come out there with a ton of self-confidence, you have no chance. So, um, you know, I, I am, I'm not a Twitter guy, thank God. So, um, <laughs> you know, I stay away from it. But, uh, you know, I heard he's got some, uh, some things out there. But uh, I have not talked to him about it yet. Okay. I mean, it is, hey. It has drawn quite a reaction, and there is very rarely that type of shit talk on Twitter that draws reaction from everybody. So from a Twitter standpoint, I feel like it's successful. Successful tweeting as well. Yeah, yeah, successful tweeting as well. Some people say cross the line. I mean, that's for whoever's drawing the line to decide. Nonetheless, uh, let's move on. Not on the Twitter world. I'll tell you, we live on the Twitter world. Hey, figure out the fucking camera. Other way. Other way, coach. Move it the other way. What other the way. hell is going on? Other way, other way. Move it the other way. Other way, other way, other way, Lou. That's a disaster right now. Oh, no, no. Move it to your left, Lou. Coach. Your left. Yeah, Move no, it towards your left on. shoulder. That's like, good thing I'm not uh, in Hollywood here. All right, there how's that? No, 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 no. no, no. Don't Go back to where chair. you were. You can't move the camera and you. There we go. There it is. Disaster. Yeah, but that's not what it's like on a football field whenever you're no. coaching. So don't you worry about it. all this other stuff. Doesn't matter. We should probably set that up for you. We'll send you a stand thing that'll make it easier yeah. going forward. Yeah. Um, the that's boys fun. have some questions for you, and before they get to it, I would like to ask you a question. Massive game Shoot. this weekend, obviously. Okay, all focus on that. How come you're not getting any head coaching opportunity? How come you're not getting head coaching interviews? And how come you're not at the Indianapolis Colts like immediately following this season ending? <laughs> I, I wish I had the answer for you. You know, I'm going to uh, – I have no idea. You know, we're just worried about beating the Chiefs this weekend. How's that? I love that answer. And, once again, that's why I would want you as the head coach. Have you ever been in the head coaching cycle? Is that something you have to, like, act like you would like to be a part of? Do you think the interview process during the season is fucked up, too? Like, even though you're not in it right now? What are your thoughts on it all, Lou? Well, I mean, I had a, I had a chance last year with the Giants. The Giants, uh, I interviewed for that job around this time last year um you know and that was a great experience um you know obviously brian got the job and has done a phenomenal job there uh but uh you know it's just uh, the, the way the, the way the rules are and and um you know we're just again I, I i haven't paid much attention to it and um and and just focus really on beating the chiefs this weekend all right. Well, I want to let you know I oh, pay yeah. attention to it because I watch your team. I've talked to you, and we have a I wide open. We've interviewed thirty-five people. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Uh, DB has a question for you, Coach. Hey, what's up, Lou? I had another question before I saw your hoodie, but I got to ask you about that hoodie because I saw DJ Reader yesterday on Up and Adam show, and he had the Scully on with the same thing. Is that kind of the? I'm assuming there's no excuses. Was that the, was that the mantra coming in for the team or the defense coming in the season, or did that kind of take hold later on in the season after? everything happened with the field and this and that it's one of our uh one of our safeties mike thomas uh uh he's kind of got this uh i don't know if it's brand or whatever it is but he's passing it out to the guys it's kind of his been his career really mike as a uh, undrafted free agent that i had all the way back in miami in 2013 and 
Uh, Mike and I have been together kind of throughout his career. So um, it's, it's kind of signifies him, but it's also our team a little bit where, you know, we don't, we don't want to make any excuses. Just throw the ball out there. Let's go play. Do you, do you harp on that? Does Zach harp on it or is it just a natural thing? Uh, I kind of think it's just a natural thing to be honest with you. You know, we, we got such a veteran group now and, and the guys, the young guys have kind of fallen in line with what we want to do as a, a team and as an organization. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you, man, the locker room is tremendous. And, uh, you know, Zach's done a great job with that, but, uh, I love coming to work every day. I feel like we got a glimpse into what the team meetings were like last week when Zach Taylor said the NFL wants their uh, neutral site game and they have all these plans and we ruin, <laughs> sorry we ruined all these plans. Obviously that was something that you guys chatted about. Obviously that was something that had to be brought to the attention of the team. And what is it this week? Just that it's the Chiefs and everybody loves the Chiefs? I, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, we've been in this situation already. We, we've proven we can go in there and win. Um, it's not going to be easy. They're a great team, but we got a great team too, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great uh, great game on Sunday. And um, you know we should uh, go in there with uh, full, uh, full of confidence. And again, knowing that it's not going to be easy, uh, but but we'll be ready for the challenge. I love how Joe Joey B, obviously the coolest dude maybe on earth. Mm-hmm. On so, earth, dude. He's like modern day Frank Sinatra. Isn't he? I mean, this dude's fucking cool, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm you know I'm big New York guy, obviously. Uh, you know, he's got, I don't know Jeter, never met him, but I got to think he's a little, got some of that too. You know, just cool as a cucumber, and when it's all on the line, he makes the plays. Last year, there was people saying, why not us for the Bengals? And he was like, fuck you, why not us? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, we are us. What are we even? <laughs> like, he has that mindset. Is that the whole locker room? Sounds like it is, huh? especially with the way I, the defense has been playing. I would say, yeah, for sure. I just think the confidence and – you know, we've won a bunch of games in a row, and uh, I think we're 14 and four right now. You know, and you know, you just you, you gain that confidence, and winning obviously helps all that. But uh, Joe, Joe is beaming confidence, but a lot of our guys are too. Lou, you're not going to give anything away, and we know that, so it's almost a waste of a question. <laughs> but I'm going to ask it. Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. Chad Henney comes in, does a 98-yard drive to score a touchdown in meaningful reps, obviously. Andy Reid's yeah. offense is always going to be Andy Reid's offense, which means it's not going to be consistent. There's going to be things you're not going to be and they have weapons everywhere. I understand that. How do you prepare for, like, what Patrick Mahomes might be, what he could be? Also, Chad Henney, how are you balancing all of that whenever it comes day to day? No, great question. I, it's it, And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's what Coach Reid has always done. I think he's one of the best play callers of all time, you know, so you got that challenge and, you know, certainly got Eric Bieniemy there as well uh, that, that helps with that and they alternate and, um, and then just the weapons around them. Uh, so the fact that, you know, Chad has been in the league forever and has seen everything and, you know, it's just a, it's a, a testament to their team and their players around him that they could just go right down the field and score. So, you know, uh, listen, Patrick Mahomes is, um, is uh, not human in so many different ways on how he plays quarterback. So, 
even even at him a little bit uh, nicked up is still a huge challenge. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll game plan like he's 100%. Okay, because I feel like that's three different quarterbacks you kind of have to yeah. prepare for. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like you're like, nah, it's an offense we got to prepare for. How do 100%. you? You've obviously squared off against Andy Reid in the past. You've beaten him in the past. He, he's adding more. Do you see the little ring around the rosy shit? How much time are you spending on that? You got to identify where Pat is. I, like, what do you do with all their trick and gadget stuff? How do you break it yeah. down? You know, I think we got to take care of the core stuff that they do first and, and just know, you know, we've got a set of rules. Um, and then whatever we kind of know they're going to do, we got to kind of nail that and make sure we put that to bed. And then whatever is different, whatever they come up with that they're going to do, that's why we have rules and the rules handle all that. And, um, now the ring around the rosy thing, I, you know, <laughs> they start going in circles. I'll tell our guys, just wait, something's going to come out of it, and let's just cover Kelsey. How's that sound? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Dude, how about they do that? They do the ring around the rosy, uh, circling huddle. Mm-hmm. Then they got non-quarterback at quarterback option. Yep. Okay, so you got to be disciplined. Yeah. Throwback to the others. I mean, that's like five trick plays. Yeah. Yeah. That's five trick plays in one thing, and they're they're doing that every week, Coach. I know, and and so they've <laughs> got some guys that have been quarterbacks in their history, like uh, Kadarius Tony is throwing the ball. He's got a really strong arm. Oh. McKinnon played quarterback, so like they got some guys that can also, you know, the halfback passes, the reverse passes. So, you know, we're kind of um, trying to make our guys aware of everything. But at the end of the day, if you're in the right spot, you're doing your job. You know, that kind of eliminates the big plays, and if you can make them check the ball down on those shot plays, even though they may gain 8, 10, 12, it's still a win. Yeah, you guys have sound tackling, too, it felt mm-hmm. like, last week at least. It was like open field tackles, yeah. Yeah. almost batted 1,000. I mean, you might have. I didn't watch the film enough. Darius has a follow-up yeah, here for you. And, Lou, as a, as a play caller and D coordinator, you do a lot, too, that, uh, that an offense has prepared for as far as, like, you know, bringing DBs a lot, simulated pressures, a lot of drop eights. Is that something that, that has kind of developed over your career when you have older veteran players that have played a bunch together, or is that kind of something you do wherever you're at? Yeah, no, I think it's kind of developed as we've gone across. And, you know, to me, we've got the best nickel in all of football. And uh, Mike Hilton has a great, great knack of yeah. showing blitzes when he's not blitzing, blitzing from depth. He blitzed last week from a depth that I was like, Mike, did you come from Detroit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he gets there, and he just has a great – he's a great – he's a football player, and he has a great feel for the game. So we try to use him as much as possible. Vaughn, uh, you know, Jermaine Pratt, Logan, we, we try to use all those guys in our, in our blitzes, and um, they, they, they've been successful for us. Yeah, it seems like your defense is all on a string, too. It's fantastic yeah. to watch. Tone has a follow-up on that. Yeah, I do. Uh, as a Steelers fan, I used to be able to tweet every single week, death, taxes, and Mike Hilton in the backfield. And, and you, just, <laughs> you just talked about it. Like, can you actually, like, use him, or you don't have to think of him as a nickel or a DB in, like, the run game, too. Like, you could count on him. Like, because he plays like he's he's not his body frame. Like, he plays like he's, like, 6'3", 230. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, I'll go back to the one I think that best describes him is this year's – I mean, there's so many plays, but the one that stands out in my head is this year's um, Tennessee game. Uh, and we sent him on a blitz, and he tackles Derrick Henry in the backfield um, for a loss. And, and I think one of the reporters said, hey, you tripped up Derrick. Uh-uh. And Mike said, no, I didn't. I tackled him. <laughs> You know, so and he did. He takes pride in that, and he he one hundred percent plays that position like he's playing middle linebacker. I kind of uh, just glossed over it, but open field tackling. It felt like last week. Is that 
I mean, that's a staple of your defense, I guess. I should have paid attention to more. Huge. I think we pride ourselves on that. Every, you know, every defense does, but we've been, you know, knock on wood, we've been really good tackling team this year. And, um, you know, it's going to be something that's going to be huge this week because they've got, you know, catch and run space players all over the field that can turn short throws into long gains. So we've, we got that's one of our goals this week is have the best tackling game of the year. What do you guys have? You have one of those like uh, robot tackling dummies yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in that indoor facility. You guys, you driving it around the old Lubot, and then everybody's yeah. got to tackle it. Yeah, we don't. I, no. <laughs> Come <laughs> we'll on, just, it's future. Nah, I, we we've got a couple of those agiles, and one of the coaches drags it and they tackle it. So that's kind of the drill. I think you got to work it though. I think that's something that not a lot of people. People are scared to work it because you get people hurt, but then it gets exposed. I think, right? Don't you? Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I think it has to be done. And I think if you do it the right way, um, you know, it, it can be a tool that, you know, it, it's it's how we tackle really most of the positions, even some of the big D linemen there. DJ Reader is as good as he is up front. He's a great wrap and roll tackler because he's a good athlete. So we practice it at all levels. We even do it in the spring. Um, we just put some pads underneath them and you know, it's, it's something that teaches them how to do it right. Yeah, let's not do the hip drop tackle. Yeah, let's that's not right. do the hip no, drop no, tackle. No, yeah. Hey, um, you tell Reader when he's got a quarterback, make sure you pick him up politely <laughs> mm-hmm. and set him sideways down like you're putting a baby to bed. Is that what you say? <laughs> Pretty much how we got to do it these days, yeah. I don't know how you – you know, a guy like Josh Allen last week who's so big and strong, it's, you know, uh, you, know you get around them and you got to – Again, be careful how you fall on them. That's just the rules. The guys know it at this point, and they do a good job of uh, adhering to them for sure. Our guys do. Sounds like you love the rule. Connor has a question for you. Last one here, Coach. Yeah, Coach, obviously back in the AFC Championship game, as like last year, and, you know, last year made the run of the Super Bowl. Do you see a similar preparation? Is there kind of, you know, the experience from last year helping everybody out now? And is is there a same sort of hunger is even heightened more because of the loss last year in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I just think that our guys know. Uh, the, the good news is it's it's not the first time, so they know. You know all the uh, hesitation that can come, and maybe some uneasiness when you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Mm. You know when the when they sing the national anthem and it's the home of the you know they're gonna, yeah, we know what's happening, right? And uh, the guys will just settle down and and be ready for what's uh, you know about to come out of those gates, as they said in. Uh, and uh, Gladiator, you know, we'll be ready for it. How about you guys not having to go to the University of Cincinnati mm-hmm. and inter- interrupt field hockey or lacrosse practice? Hell yeah. Huh? That's good. It's been unbelievable. The indoor is great. And uh, matter of fact, we just finished our walkthrough over there. And, um, you know, it just it's, it's, it's really been huge. You guys are doing walkthroughs inside. You getting soft, Coach? Uh oh. Is everything okay? <laughs> we'll be out. We'll be out in the, in the elements for practice. Today. Okay. All right. All right. We have here to we hear. Go. We can't thank here you enough for here joining us. Good luck this week. We'll be watching, and uh, I'm still holding on hope that you're going to be the Colts head coach next year. So I appreciate <laughs> you so much, Paisan. No, always, and and I love you guys. Love being on the show. Next time, I'll try to get this camera squared away. My bad. My sons are going to kill me for that, but just for the rest. You're not the only one. <laughs> this happens to a lot of people. Yeah. But with that being said, like you moved it, and then you moved again. <laughs> exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Bad, bad ball by me. <laughs> Sorry, you got other things to worry about, Coach Lou and Rumo. Yeah. Yeah.
fucked that up too. That's why when Al Michaels came on here and he had the, the, the automatic, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like that's genius. How does everybody? And then AJ had it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's next level. Not everybody got it. I love that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the best. He's not the head coach of the Colts next year. No, no, it no is chance. weird that he's not getting. getting he did last year. Time. I didn't remember that. I yeah, didn't I didn't that. remember the Giants one as much either. He said it's the rules for the timing of the interviews. I think we've been trying to change those publicly here mm-hmm. this year. Maybe next year we'll have to pound the drum again. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? But also, to AJ's point, teams can't just not have head coaches. But if everybody, you know, like if it's the rule, like, hey, this is the calendar, this Mm -hmm. is the time of year when you – if you're going to fire a coach, this is when you are allowed to – the process happens then. just have – Dead men walking on the sideline for like five, six weeks. Yeah, but (laughs) no, you can do the interim, though. You can do like the Jeff Saturday. It might cause more, I don't want to say creative. Friction. No, not friction, but like if you're hiring an interim head coach, your season's probably fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, already gone. Mm-hmm. But like Jim was like, I think Jim was getting a look at like who maybe might hire mm-hmm. next. So you might get more teams to like, let me see what this guy potentially uh, like. But if he's on another staff, I guess you wouldn't be able to pluck him. Well, and so how, you're fucked. How much? I don't is, know how you fix it. It's not fixable. Yeah, it's tough. How much is being coached, like, say, you know, your season ends when, like, the Patriots or the Colts or, you know, any, anybody's team, week 18. How much is the head coach and the coaching staff doing from week 18 to Super Bowl yeah, I don't think, with the team? I don't know. I don't know. Probably they're fishing. That's what I mean. So, like, what's the, what's the whole entire, like, oh, there's no head coach for that many weeks. But what are they doing with the team where? When did we fire? We, week 10? Yeah, after New yeah. England. Yeah. Week 11? 18-week season? So that was seven weeks then. Just hire from within, standard interim operation. Yeah. And if everybody just has to hire after the Super Bowl, it just becomes a thing. You fire your coach, this is when you do it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the interim obviously is the front runner in that situation because they've had those weeks, but also it couldn't be the front runner where they could just completely fuck it up. It's like, all right, we're going clean slow. Well, it's like, we don't know how you fuck it up. Results are processed. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about Jeff Saturday. Like, if you set losing records as far as most points in the fourth quarter or biggest, you know, comeback given up, maybe you're on the short end of the stick. But like Steve Wilkes, for instance. Like, he turns the Panthers around when their season's basically over, yeah. and he's the interim. Like, going into that hiring process, he probably is the guy for that moment, at least. I don't know how you fix it. They need to, though. Yeah. No, actually, the guy that got fired from the Colts is apparently the leader for that job. So. Yeah, Frank Reich, True. his second interview, oh. already putting together a staff, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. He threw the, uh, the first touchdown pass in the history of the Carolina Panthers, so kind of all coming full circle. He's been there before. Mm-hmm. Is he in their ring of honor, like Harbaugh? I don't think there's is. Let's go to the five energy phone line, which we got back yesterday. If you'd like to call us, we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-833-432-3663, also known as one 833 Sweet. How do you feel about the number, D-Butt? I love it. Absolutely it, love it. There was a lot of them. We, had to, we, ran through, we ran through a lot of them. Yeah, the first one was awesome. first one was the best, just one 833 thu Yep. N-D-E-R. Uh-huh. Taken? Long gone. Unfortunately. Long, yes. long, long. Anything and, that you th- tried to call that one to see what it goes to? No, because 1855 Thunder, 1888 Thunder, they're all taken. Yeah, 1833 uh, Thunder with a three has the E also taken. That's one of those has a sexy voice on the other one. Well, how about the dome? I mean, I assume this one would be gone too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some yeah. champion of a bathroom mm-hmm. well four dome is probably f-o-r anyways five energy phone lines back we <laughs> are happy dome. About here we that. go oh. 
Definitely taken. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there's somebody that calls themselves the best, and they just are. You know what I mean? Love it. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Nina in California on the Five Energy phone line. What's going on, Nina? How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Fantastic, Nina. Thank you for calling in. How are you doing out there? We heard there was an earthquake 2 a.m. this morning. Hope everybody's okay. Hope the buildings are still standing. Um, I was asleep through the whole thing, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) Oh, rocks you like a baby here. Some people did wake up. I did see the Twitter was active there for a bit. Well, I want to say a couple of things. A couple of weeks ago, you shouted out to the people who are sitting here forced to watch your show. So I want to say thank you because <laughs> I have to hear it every morning, and I've actually begun to enjoy every second of it. Okay. Nice. What's that called? That's called something whenever you're held uh, hostage. Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yep. Nina, uh, it's Stockholm syndrome. We appreciate it, though. <laughs> thank you so much. I would assume her boyfriend or husband watches the show. Mm-hmm. Run into a lot of that whenever I'm out in public. Husband or boyfriend, Pat, very nice to meet you. Oh, very nice to meet you, too. And then girlfriend or wife next to you says, I'm forced to listen to your show every single morning. This is your biggest fan. I'm like, oh, my man, I appreciate that. Sorry about it mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. But I think that happens a lot. Those numbers aren't being calculated. We should yeah, just start right, adding yeah, those right. in. Yeah, you know what? Just double them all. Times two. No, we'll count per eye. Okay, mm-hmm. times four. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. You yeah. don't need to Sorry be to all my one-eyed friends. Yeah. One-eye, one-eye, one-eye. <laughs> Let's go to Nathan in Memphis on a 5 hour phone line. Nathan, what's going on, pal? Nathan. Walking in Memphis. There's a bum doing crack right over there. Walking in Memphis. An IG model on the stairs. Walking in Memphis. That's from 2019 whenever we were in Memphis. Mm -hmm. That was our song for our blog. Yep. Nathan's in Memphis. Gonna hang up on him right now. See ya. Let's go to Anthony in Youngstown, Ohio. Wow. Youngstown, Ohio. So many Italians. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to assume Anthony is one of them. There's a lot of them over there. What's going on, Paisan? Ask boys, how we doing? Keep it moving. Long neck, but uh, like white. No, my heart. Nailed it. So how are we not talking about the obvious choice for Aaron Rodgers this season in the Las Vegas Raiders? No. Hooking up with McDaniels, an offensive-minded quarterback. He's going to hook up with Devontae again. He's going to have Darren Waller what? and uh, Renfro. What? Yeah, Josh guy. Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs in the backfield. If he takes a pay cut and they're able to keep him. Are you a big Raiders fan? Yeah. No, actually, sadly, I'm a Browns fan. Oh, okay. loser! Anthony was like, we already paid $230 million for our quarterback, or I'd be throwing us into the mix. But Raiders aren't a bad thing. I think he got mentioned yesterday a little bit in yeah, conversation yeah. because of Devontae. Mm-hmm. Would he want to go into Josh McDaniel's system, I wonder? Sure, why not? I mean, it's some great, there's some great weapons over there. If they can obviously be healthy, weren't healthy this year, didn't pay a ton of snaps together. But, I mean, Wilder, Renfro... Obviously, Adams, that would be a great situation for any quarterback. Peter King to. said that if Tom doesn't beat Aaron to the Raiders, look at the Raiders <laughs> being a spot for Aaron. I believe in his Monday yeah. morning mm-hmm. uh, quarterback thing or football morning in America write-up. That was the same one that said it would cost two first-rounders. Mm-hmm. Do the Raiders have that? I'd assume they do if that's going to be in Peter King's article. 
Well, they had know. to trade some for Devontae. I don't know if they have two, but I'm uh, assuming they. Could I also saw a report uh, the teams are looking and watching to see if Waller or Renfro may be on the market this offseason. Oh, I thought Renfro signed. Like, yeah, yeah. trade. Both trade. of them did. I thought. Oh, trade really? Market, yes. So that would not mean that Aaron's on the way. Mm. He would not be trading weapons away. You would think not. No. No. Who do you think McDaniel's would rather have? The guy he's done it with, or Aaron? Tom? Aaron. Yeah, for sure. Aaron. Even though the conversation will be the same with McDaniel's, Tone thinks Tone thinks Tom's dead on the football field. I do. So he has said that numerous times. I think he prefer Aaron. You think so? I mean, he's younger, and he'll have the can't do it without Brady conversation. Do you think that factors into it at all? Yeah, but <sighs> Tom just knows it. Oh, absolutely. You I think I mean? the situation is much better with Tom. He also can't afford really to have like another like growing pains year. Like he just went through that, and they were talking about him getting fired seven weeks through the season. Like with Tom, you at least know that like he knows the offense exactly. There's yeah. not going to be you know it's eight one, weeks in one year, and you don't have to give up picks. Aaron's a smart dude as well. Yeah, Aaron could figure it out. But in the first year of the floor's offense, and granted, everybody was learning it though. Yeah, and they still went thirteen and three. Yeah, and he had like twenty four and two or something yeah, like yeah. that. Terrible year there, but of course, things don't yeah. be a diva. He hates this whole guy. But it's kind of the same thing with the Raiders, isn't it? Like their old line's not great. Their mm-hmm. defense, outside of like a couple really good pieces, like I don't know if that's like a head and shoulders better situation than the Packers is. Let's go to Dalton in Nashville. Dalton, what's going on, Paul? Hey boys, how you doing? Keep it moving. Shut up. Hey, just had a question for you real quick. So, uh, wondering when the uh, boys are going to move down to uh, old Broadway down here and uh, open the uh, Bud Light sports book on on Broadway. Well, I appreciate you, Dalton. That has been a conversation, us moving to Nashville. Nashville's awesome. Just would like that to be known that behind the scenes, there's been a combo about us having a Nashville office, Nashville studio down there. A lot of raw land out there. A lot of raw land people are buying, but also... It's fucking awesome down there. Yeah. Yeah. I have a blast. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that go through there, so yep. getting guests would be easy. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I don't think we're able to just pick up and move there after building <laughs> the no, dome no. here, but that has been in conversation piece. Why not? It feels like Nashville's blown up, too. Yeah. Is it, by the time we're able to move down there, will it be already? The same. Well, and also, how, how much different is it, you know, than here? Much. Could maybe do some. <laughs> really? It is much. It feels like the weather's the same. No, it's a little warmer. I mean, no, it, it gets cold. Nicer. It gets cold, but it's definitely nicer. Yeah. There's a hell of a lot more to do in Nashville. Maybe do some live shows in Kid Rock's yeah, Honky Tonk. Take, take what, what you could do in Indianapolis and multiply it by, I don't know, 600 million. Really? <laughs> yeah. You might not be too far off. Though. 600 million? They have some great steakhouses down there. Oh, yeah. Live music literally every night. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know that uh, little strip is awesome. Not that little. There's it a bunch a, of. Yeah, there's not a, there's not the little burrows. strip that you're yeah, talking sure, about. Sure. Awesome. There's a bunch of areas, yeah. sections. The real estate market has boomed down there last probably four or five years. It's been crazy. Cranes everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Anytime you go to a city and there's just cranes everywhere, it's like, did they make a show about <laughs> this town? Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they actually did. There's Nashville. a bunch of cranes right. downtown Indianapolis, but they have uh, wrecking balls on the end. <laughs> yeah, oh, take, taking signs down and stuff. See them every day. They've been doing construction on the highway for four years. Indy needs it. Okay, we need something. <laughs> it used to be a convention city, and then COVID shut down all conventions, and the entire downtown became an actual homeless last of us. Yeah. yeah. Lots of volleyball. <laughs> volleyball. volleyball city now. Exactly. Now, instead of AFC championship games, we want volleyball games. I think the city is just pumped that. Someone's. People are coming back. Yeah. So I think that's a big deal. Now, granted, that volleyball tournament's in town for annual. 
when Aaron Rodgers comes to the Colts and we're hosting the AFC sure. Championship next year, sure. that's going to be a problem. Yeah. He said all 7,000 hotel rooms are gone because of this volleyball tournament. They can't cancel it. we got every single hotel room booked. Oh. Every restaurant's going to be packed out, and they're going to come back every single year. It's like, let's do the NFL a favor. They got the Super Bowl. I think it's only billions of dollars. Seems like that's the right play. Might help. Maybe something to do. But I also understand where the city of Indianapolis is coming from because for two years there's fucking nothing. So, like, if a, if a tournament comes and says – we're going to buy every hotel room you got for the next four years straight. I think the city's like, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> Let's yeah. do that. And then all of a sudden, the AFC Championship shows up as availability, and it's like, we really put ourselves in a predicament here, mm-hmm. which sucks. But Indianapolis needs something, dude. COVID hit Indianapolis. Teams, Indian. man. They got to bring us back. The Colts, the fucking yeah. Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers get good. a big win over the Bulls last night. They yeah, did, yeah. Tough yeah. loss. They won't be good for a while. They'll trade all their good players cool. again. But uh, the Fireman Convention. Uh, That's draft awesome. night. That'll be good. Um, like, there used to be two conventions a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, there was a midweek convention and then a weekend convention here. So downtown was just a new group of people coming into oh, town. Sweet. Literally, like every four days. You yeah. think Indy say no? The NFL, we might lose the combine now. Like in the future, I know that's the certainly next a negotiation. That's up. And then also, they're doing neutrals. We knew this was going to happen, but now it's being reported. I think by Albert Breer, I saw on the internet, mm-hmm. the NFL is looking into a neutral site AFC Championship and NFC Championship. Was like no shit. Mm-hmm. As soon as that even became a potential reality for the NFL. Anybody that's ever been in the NFL, our first reactions were, oh, this is the new NFL. Now there's three Super Bowls. We don't only – we have the Super Bowl, obviously, which is the biggest of them all. Now we also have two off-site Super Bowls where we can sell all the corporate sponsor tickets that we sell to the Super Bowl at a price that is just absurd. doesn't matter what teams are in it. You know, we always have to worry about what teams are in the AFC Championship, how it's going to do rating-wise, how the weather is going to do. The NFL sees this as a – we could sell this thing out before the season yep. even starts. Simple. We can guarantee that the weather's going to be good, and we can start having a radio row type thing yeah. in these type situations. We can make this thing a money maker. As soon as the NFL had the per, uh, the opportunity to do it, which it, it didn't even come to fruition no. this year. Just the thought, oh, we have to. We have to schedule it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we have to look into this. Logistics together. And then as soon as they start seeing it, it's like, oh, boys, I think we got three Super Bowls all of a sudden. What do you, what do you mean? Put a deck together. I want it in my uh, – I'd like to see it tomorrow, Goodell says. And then somebody comes in there like, okay, you see this dollar sign? Yeah. yeah. See this one too? Yeah. How about this one? Yeah. How about this enti- the entire media world mm-hmm. at yep. this one? Do one Saturday, one Sunday. Yep. Just AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Now we have three Super Bowls. You see what we just did here for you? And Roger Goodell's like – Love it. Genius. Thank you so much to the Bills and the Chiefs for having that situation happen and us having to snoop around to see what this would end yeah. up being. And Albert Breer's like, now it's a real thing. That was our first reaction. Like, first reaction is obviously the NFL is going to do this. I think it's good, though. Now, if you're a team that's going to be great for the next 10 years, so if you're the Bengals, sure. yeah. if you're the Bills, if you're the Chiefs. Well, Bills we don't have to worry about, but. Uh, that is what the Patriots fans feel. <laughs> if you're one of these teams that seemingly for the next 10 years is probably going to end up in a championship, sucks for you. Sucks for the owner of that particular yeah. team. Sucks for the uh, season ticket holders. But for every other owner, now they're just getting another opportunity to profit off of a game that their team's not in. The NFL is going to do that 10 times out of 10 if they get the opportunity. Yeah, and they saw how many tickets they sold. 50, Over overnight, it's like mm-hmm. okay, so people are more inclined to go to these games anyway. Like it's a destination, it's a vacation. You know, if you're from a cold weather city, like 
why not go? Like, clearly price didn't matter at all. Like, they're not going to have any concern or worry about selling these out. So it's like, all right, well, fuck it. Why, why aren't we doing this? They, they, the reason to build a stadium, too. You know, even if yeah, oh yeah, is, oh, right. Like, right. Hey, let me just build a new stadium. We may have a shitty team, but shit, we can host a championship game. Yeah, it was so. part of it. That was one of the reports that I saw. Was yeah. that exactly that? There's they would use the uh, AFC NFC championship sites as a rehearsal to see if you if your city host. could host the Super Bowl. It's also leverage and negotiation for the yeah. new stadium. Yep, because they do. Well, we'll definitely games. get a championship game and definitely get a Super Bowl. Yeah, but that we'll get a championship true. game before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl is billions of dollars in your city. Yeah, yeah. Just over the weekend. Well, it's I'm, a, sure, I'm sure they've seen the college football playoffs too, where both locations get fucking sold out and all of that. Plus, all the media, the radio row, yeah, like the spectacle that it. Right. The league meetings are almost becoming this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rappaport's there. All the. ESPN has people on on uh, the grounds. Yep. Fox has people on the grounds. We do not have anybody, but we're thinking about it. We actually thought about it. Remember, Bruce yep. reminded us last week, or Foxy reminded me last week. Yep. Foxy's like, hey, let's remember, league meetings last year, we did note to self, need to have somebody there because they do allow people there. So they try to make everything like an event. I don't know why you wouldn't do that for the championship games as well, which sucks, by the way. I'm not, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying this is a good thing because – a home crowd, like what the Chiefs are going to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. Their fan base. What happened in Buffalo? Like the, the atmosphere in Buffalo last week was awesome. Yeah, draining, just the <laughs> sucking the energy out yep. of the place whenever it's happening. Mm-hmm. The Eagles fan base yeah. this weekend. They're they're yeah. going to be a show. Yep. Like, that's going to be a part of the show. Now they're going to get called out. Oh, they don't travel. Oh, they don't do. They'll you end up turning it into something, but it won't be. Let's enjoy these home. Championship mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's enjoy these home championship games because the college football playoffs going back to home field advantage for the first round. Yep. So you get to host one of those yeah. games first. Those are going to be bananas. Not that the fucking Peach Bowl was not – not that the national championship was. It was very loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But just there's something different about in your own yard yeah. almost. Yeah, it is interesting. The top four teams there won't be able to have a home game because you, you would think maybe they'd appease them, but since they get the bye week, it's almost better. Do you think they could do a Saturday-Sunday as well? So if they were to do it in Dallas, NFC on Saturday, AFC on Sunday, and then you just have – you dominate the entire weekend both days with all the ratings? Absolutely. I don't like that they're both on Sundays. Yeah, that is kind of – I mean, I guess it's kind of nice that you can just watch them back-to-back on Sunday. But, yeah, the Saturday night into, like, a Sunday afternoon would have been – I don't think been, they like those Saturday night ratings. I don't think they do either, but also <sighs> – That Saturday night rating was bad. The game was terrible. Yeah, it was, ratings are much better on Sunday. But if you put Bengals, yeah, Chiefs on Saturday night – yeah. Saturday afternoon was 30-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do three and three. Giants-Eagles was – a blow, like a terrible football game. Yeah. I think that's more indicative of the ratings. For sure. Game was over after the first quarter. And we know these two games. But a lot of people try to do something on Sunday night, don't they? Yeah. Like, that's where Sunday night used to be. Traditionally is like the, the ratings everyone's game. watching TV on Sunday night. If it's championship, though, championship. Yeah, yeah exactly. And are there games like this? I mean, these are the... The perfect matchups for both sides. What do they say the ticket was for this Niners Eagles? Cheapest one I believe is like seven ninety nine right now. Yeah, standing room only was allegedly like eight hundred and eighty dollars or almost a thousand. Sheesh. It's gonna be loud. Yeah. The Johns are gonna be out. Oh my That's god. Right. Throwing horse shit at Chiefs players. Most expensive one. You gonna be like, in town? 
think I may, I may stay out there for that one. Sal Powell could get you a headset on the sideline, probably. Fucking right. I saw Sal Powell on the tube early, man. He looked Shout awesome. Sal yeah. Powell. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to text. See if I can see if he can get you. <laughs> oh, he what do you mean, get... see if you can? You'll be on the field. I was going to say, you, right want, you want a headset for the game? <laughs> so up at the top there, 591, is that what I saw? Yeah, 754. Damn. There's a 491, 682, too. 690. That's expensive for up there. 716. Yeah. yeah, go over towards the – Over here. Up, right. Bud Light, Eagles Nest. Up, right, up, right. Left. I think I saw a 491 one. Go left. One more. That was 591. 591. Is it the, the standing room? That little. That's a standing room. Is it 461? Yeah. Jesus. I'm paying an extra 130. Only. I think I'm getting a seat. Oh, yeah, for sure. For but up there, you're fucking hiking up there. That's where that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That John. That, that, yeah, no. The Bears game. <laughs> that was Packers fan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was a John. What's uh, down there? 1,742? How about, yeah, behind the Eagles, that would be the most expensive, right? Yeah, well, I think the suites are. Yeah. Do we have any suites available? Oh, uh, sure. The yellow one right there. Tunnel, Tunnel Club, Club East. Five th- Click on that. Let's see what's available. Is this SeatGeek? Yeah. Two tickets. Two tickets. Is Tunnel Club like the field level ones? Yeah, but the LS23s are probably suites, right? Yeah, that's the one you want. No, that one right that one would suck, wouldn't it? Yeah, because yeah, that's the... Yeah. Yeah. Where everybody's standing in front of yeah. you. Yeah, we played that game. This is yeah. so funny. <laughs> Do we have any of those... Uh, what about... Um, what about LS57 there? Down. Down. Underneath oh, 101. Yep. No dots, so it's probably not available. Oh. Fuck. Is that also sweets, though? Because those are... That's where we want to be. That's what? Lo- lower suite? Ugh. Lounge suite? Yeah, C-suite. Yeah. Do they have any C-suites? I don't know. Let's get to a break. AJ Hawk will be joining <laughs> yeah. us on the other side. Look at us just trying to figure out if we're going. Huh. We, oh, we almost, I feel like we almost just went to this game. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we almost Eagles just went. Eagles night. Hey, that's going to be a good one, man. Sunday. Can't wait to see that. We got two great games. Two great yeah. games. Yeah. Let's check out the uh, – can you pull up to Kansas City? Let's see what's available out there. Because mm-hmm. that Wolf don't have his. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> see if we front, get, front row's available. See if we get them a home suite. Hey. A lot quieter suite this year. Anything is uh, possible. I just saw a video. I don't know if it Ooh, they oh, got a few. Oh, 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 how many listings from that? Are those suites? Yeah. I'm not sure if those are suites. I think those are normal seats, right? Yeah. Is that just the front of the second you click second on it, does bowl? it show you what it looks like? What's that? There's suites. Oh, it's section. It's like two, four. How about down here? These ones. Are those the same thing? Section. Fuck. I don't have any suites in this place? Do they have suites? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I think those ADA right here, those are probably suites right here, right? It's an old stadium. That's, they might not have. That's uh, for handicapped folks. Uh, American disability. Disabled oh, wow. Association, Disability Association. Yeah. Why wow, right, no boys? Suites. Good deals on Seeky, though. Well, there's definitely suites because uh, Mahomes, right? Yeah. There are suites, yeah. Just want to let you guys know, we understand we are soft because we are strictly looking for suites. Yeah. We just walked through the snowstorm outside called Cassandra. That's right. That bitch. And I ain't doing it. No. I would love to watch the game, but I ain't doing it that much. Nope. No thanks. Almost just went to a couple games, though, I feel like. Yeah. Right here, we, if there was a suite available, we would have bought Boom. that thing. Massive chance. Bang. We are going to Kansas City this weekend. Mm-hmm. Attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Almost came up a conversation just yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. AJ! AJ, how you doing, pup? What kind of COVID situation almost came up yesterday? Well, I almost brought it up whenever, you know, there were certain networks that were formally funded by Pfizer and Moderna. Right, right. And 
things of that nature. What am I, there was a couple yesterday where it was full Aaron Rodgers moments. I, I popped four times in the middle of a couple of different answers that he gave. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that is, that is straight from the mind of it. Like, the most Aaron Rodgers answer I thought I could have heard. Boom, it came out, made me laugh. I enjoyed the conversation with him yesterday. How did you take it? What are your thoughts? Let me tell you why I took it first. Let you gather some thoughts real quick while I'm giving this answer. He's playing football again. I actually said it to him, I'm like, oh, so it sounds like you're still playing football because he talked about the process, how you got to love it. It's either a fuck yes or it's a no. That's what he's been saying since the beginning, but he still said that he loves the process, which is a great question from old AQ Shipley, who's mm-hmm. normally been scared to death yeah, every to ask week. a question. So I was very proud of AQ for doing yeah. that. Because normally he just looks like a big baby up here sitting in a diaper, doesn't he? Yeah, ear and headlights. Just no, like, hey, no, hey no. do you do you have a question? He's like, he's binky. Yeah. No, I don't have a question. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's normally what he's like. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine AQ if he really did just wear a diaper one day on the show? He That'd does. Sweet, Dude, every day. Big baby. No, only a diaper though. Nothing else. Just oh. diaper. He's like, hey, this is why I wear to fight camp, guys. I think he's jocked. That might be the fight camp uniform. I'm not 100 mm-hmm. sure down there in Walt's basement, but he is jocked though. Like his calves are yes. fucking this large like he is strapped right now now i think he's eating a lot more than he had planned on in the past and obviously this is what he looked like as a teenager alongside joe paterno oh my goodness this dude has been a pittsburgh fuck from the beginning from the beginning this imagine is he like is he like 17 16 i think probably 17 there at that point he was just elbowing people in the paint in high school basketball he told foxy what his move was yesterday he was like i I just checked the refs early see what they were calling i get the ball then i fucking quick elbow to the ribs and then i lay it up if they didn't call it early i'll still have a big night night. yeah he 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 played the i'm the victim card i'm not built as tall as everybody everybody knows my arms are a little bit shorter so yeah i gotta fucking just Make people piss blood whenever mm-hmm. they're playing basketball. He did to me one day over here when I was fucking around. I put a little defense on him, <laughs> and he gave me like a pump fake, and I'm like, oh, I'm back in high school. A- oh, this is high school AQ. I-, I saw it in his face. He gave a little pump fake. I did like one of those, and then he fucking spin elbow right to my fucking. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't have been more hunting ribs. You know, that's yeah, what he did. Boom, right to my ribs, and then it was a layup. I'm like, all right, dude, Jesus. Nothing. You win. All right, way to go. You know, but that- he was a menace. It- Hall of Famer. Yeah. Wait, he was playing victim wow. in this woke Culture. All right, so that's another thing that Aaron talked about, and that certainly got run on a couple political shows. I, I got a couple ads from people watching us on political shows. That's great. Honestly, I'm sure everybody's real proud of that. But what I took away from it, definitely still wants to play, still loves the process, and he's coming to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Darius said he heard that he's going to be back with the Packers. Ty said he heard he's going to be back with the Packers. A lot of people on TV are like, the Packers are the best situation for him. What did you hear as a person that's always said for the last three years he's going to play and he's going to be with the Packers? Did you hear the same thing yesterday? Yeah, pretty much. I, I definitely think he is going to play. The only no thing offense. that scares me is that just to spite us and everyone else, I could see him not just retiring because we're all saying he's going to play. So he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you thought you knew what I was going to do, didn't you? Okay, cool. Oh, you guys thought $60 million? Hmm. I said it was a lot of money. I, I acknowledge it was a lot of money because I did. I said hypothetical here. Hypothetical here. $60 million is a lot of fucking money. And he goes, it's a lot it of money. It is. That's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate him being honest and transparent. Rarely does that ever happen. Then him saying he would rework it, obviously, to make it a little bit more salary cap. Friendly. That was news. That's that huge. News to me. Yeah. That's huge, yeah. isn't it, AJ? I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, it means he's yeah, like he's willing to do whatever to, to make it work. It's, I mean, does it seem? It seems like me. He wants to be in Green Bay. He just doesn't know how it's going to play out there. What they want to do and. Everyone seems to be up in there. I just don't know when that deadline is to where something happens. He said if there was a two-week deadline, he would be able to make that decision, Mm -hmm. right? He said that's also news, I feel like. It definitely is. Yeah, Yeah. that definitely is. And it's true. Like, are you – 
he has to be leaning one way or the other. And did you just all of a sudden wake up one morning, like, here we go. Yep, I'm in. I'm going to make a call. I'm playing. Like, what do you, how does it work? Yeah, I don't. Well, AQ was asking, and then I brought up the gut feeling thing yeah. that a lot of the preachers that I've been following on Instagram because I've befriended them, they always talk as if that is God. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, which oh. might be. Might be yeah, long term. Yeah. Could, Maybe it's could a person be. controlling the game, whoever it is. Grandmother. Making you do, I've always called it gut instinct. I've always just like gut instinct going to do that. But every time I hear these preachers speak, they go like God has put it on me to say God has done that. I'm like, okay, maybe that's what gut instinct is. Maybe that is God doing it. I think that's what happens though. Whatever Aaron believes in, who knows what it is. I think it's just like something that happens where you're like, yep, fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I, just as somebody that at a much smaller level, much lower level. I wanted to retire for like four straight years. I mean, it was like four years I wanted to retire. I'm like, this is not yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But I still, if I'm going to do this, though, I'd like to be fucking great so I can still talk my shit, though. Because if you're a punter and you're not really good, hey, shut up. Get off Twitter. Like, I know that. So it was like a, a constant battle. And then finally, it was like, this is it. This is when I, I think it was when I got fined for a photo after... I had a fake punt on Thanksgiving that led to our only points that day. Just shortly after, I could find fucking $50,000 or something for a photo that was still my... From, from your own team, though, right? Yeah. From your own team. And then that not was... The, not, it's different than the league finding you. Yeah, because, yeah, I literally just got to the point where I was like, I'm not supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed... This is not what I signed up for. This is not what I'm yeah. supposed... And I'm not supposed to... I'm a person that's not supposed to be in the league anymore. That's literally what I just was like. Cool with them. They're going to survive. They're going to do great. The league will go on. I didn't think that it was ever going to be a problem that I'm leaving, but it just, for me, it got to a point where I was like, I'm not supposed to be in the NFL anymore. Like, this is, so it's just like a feeling, you think. Like, a lot of things happen, I think. And how does that happen when you're whale watching? I do not know. Maybe (laughs) earthquake, 2 a.m. Maybe it came, shook something. It was the Lombo falling off the thing. Hits him in the head because the earthquake comes. Lays right next to him, and he's like, that's a sign. That's yeah. what I'm hunting. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's a sign. Like, does something like that have to happen, or how do you get to the gut instinct? I do wonder that. Darius, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's different for everybody. Like you said, some people is God. Some people is just a gut feeling. Shit, Vontae, it was halftime. You know, you never know. Shit, luck, it was shit, third preseason game. Like, it, it's different for everybody. Everybody has their different process. But for you, you know, mm-hmm. you did it. To do something for four years, three, four years, that you don't feel fully into, especially something as hard and as taxing as, as, as uh, professional sports. I'm sure yeah, a but, lot of jobs are. But, yeah, but Diva, my, my position versus your position. Yeah, but yeah, your I knee was show up and kick the fucking ball. Your you knee still got to be in the fucking building yeah, just as long as we do. And Yeah, but I was starting to cook. I did a, I remember I did a comedy tour. I had a show. I started, that was when yeah. I was like, let me see if there's anything outside of football mm-hmm. that A, can make money. Like, I come from a place where there's not a lot of money. So money is going to be a driving force behind a lot of decisions that my gut is going to have a lot of <laughs> money financial backing behind it so i wanted to see all that stuff but i knew that once i came back and said i was going to play it's like got to be all in. Yeah, you know what i mean got to be got to be all in got to be great at it but then in the off season i'm going to see if there is some other stuff that could potentially generate a living if i wanted to and then also do i enjoy it and what i learned when i started doing more shit with my foundation when i started doing more shit on a microphone i was like i'm finding fulfillment because i was scared i wasn't going to find fulfillment and then also there seems to be some money over here as well and that was kind of what led to it but i think it's a, a lot of things aj i think it's a lot of things that lead to that point and I don't mm-hmm. know how you make it this early into an off season. You know, I, it would almost have to be made during the season last year. I do wonder. Probably, if, 
Go ahead, AJ. It's my bad. Dead, what is it? Uh, Andrew Brantley. Deadlines, spur spur action or whatever mm-hmm. he says. Like, there's a thing. Like, whenever there's some kind of, you know, quasi-deadline out there, I think it probably gets more real inside his head. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, I, I, we saw the contract in his post-June 1, and I don't think that changes anything with the Packers draft-wise because it's not like they're going to take another quarterback or anything like that, but definitely a they deadline They can designate for, it, though. Yeah, it's designate happen, post-June It has to happen before one. the draft. They have to do something way before the draft. Yeah, but they'll sure. definitely designate it post-June 1, though. Yeah, because it's $15 million and then $24 million the year after, so it splits it. But you wonder with the competitive void he talked about, like that hole, what the golfing will do. That's so real. I've brought that up to him numerous times. And yeah. He won't, he's no-sold me a couple different times. But, like, this Pebble Beach thing? Exactly. Like, he might go out there, and he might be competing in it, and he might really think that, hey, this is kind of Does actually, he feel anything? It's scratching no, the itch, he, yeah, or it won't. No. He already told you, though. He already said, like, he's not one of those athletes that thinks he can go be a professional golfer. He knows that's not a real possibility. He said that. Do you think he believes <laughs> yeah, that? he plays really well. He showed up one time at that fucking match and, what, buries a 15-footer for birdie to win? on Like, he yeah. didn't golf. He was in Hungary, fucking. Yeah. Or he was in wherever, the jungle, whatever jungle he was in, off a plane, onto a <laughs> golf course, better than fucking everybody that's golfing there, didn't even play. You don't think he thinks about that as well every once in a while? Like... I think I he could. knows that he knows it's a different level though. He's actually very realistic and smart when it comes to that. He knows like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm good out here. But he even said, show me one athlete, show me one former athlete that actually made a cut at an event. Danny Woodhead. Not only Danny Woodhead. No. How about that fucking teacher that was in the championship? Oh story? yeah, sure. This guy's writing with chalk still. Not even a dry erase board. This guy's on chalk. Hasn't played golf in thirty fucking years. Goes into the senior tour, champion tour, make almost wins the thing. I think he won the thing. So we're talking about it could be possible. Now, are you trading off though potentially winning an MVP with like shooting one under at like a, you know what I mean? Like unless you're competing going into Sunday yeah. like hey, I'm about to win this fucking tournament. Like I don't think the competitive uh hole is being satiated the same way where it's like, hey, I could win a fucking MVP playing quarterback. So what's he going to satiate it, you think? Cuz that has been but a that, big part of that's it. That's why I don't that's yeah. why I think he's yeah. playing because plants, yeah. plants. The only thing that can well, do that he becomes the best ayahuasca <laughs> taker yeah. in shaman. history. Yeah, he can be a shaman or sherpa. He'll lead the ceremonies. That'd be who yeah. lead people up ever. Bro, what if he gets like a fucking one of those like uh, address, like a title? Yeah, like congratulations, it's an mm-hmm. award, oh. and that's like his MVP, the greatest ayahuasca. <laughs> Of all time. <laughs> I, started cold. I was thinking about it last night. Whoa, 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 I have multiple players in my head right now, actually. So, yeah, I'll talk later. Bingo. Yeah. Me too. Right. So, we will just, we'll save right. this for a later come. Only difference between a cult and a religion is what? Acceptance, uh, cult leaders banging everybody, poison, Mm -hmm. vaccines. That that happens in a lot of religions. Yeah, it does. That's a good point. Uh, Fish, money. Religion makes money. Fish, money, fish, fish. The twelve. Yep, yep. That's That's how the Catholics made their money. Was the fish market. Sam. Um, That's why uh, Friday. No meats or whatever. Right. Yep. Filet of fish. Not a bad play. Yeah. That's how it started. On it. That's all Good Friday, right? Is that yeah. what it is? Good Friday, sir, with no uh, meat? Yeah, and then every, every Friday, Friday during Lent, you mm-hmm. can't have meat. Yeah, allegedly that was back in the day. Because yeah, I like old, my fish fry. Yeah, the fish market allegedly needed a little bit of a pick-me-up. Yeah. So they said, mm-hmm. oh, you can only eat fish on Friday. You know what? How about it? Well, go to hell if you don't. Deal. <laughs> you can you find it. enough fish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're eating fish. See how big this ocean is? We can fucking yep. find it. We don't want to be greedy. We'll just do it every Friday. Yeah. Every, it doesn't every, have to be every day during Lent. Just 40-day period, every Friday during it. 
you, good for you guys? I'll get you a whole year? Oh, it's 10 years. All right, we're doing it every year. Mm-hmm. Boom. The fish business is booming on oh, yeah. Fridays and everywhere else. Yeah, allegedly. But I was thinking last night, I kind of want to ask Aaron, like, when he makes this decision, decision. Tough word. Uh, I fuck yeah. it up all the time. Will it be, like, will he reassess after every season? Or do you think there will be a time where he makes the decision that he every knows year. before the season, hey, this is my last year? It's going to be every year, I think. AJ, you're, you know, like I just talked about me, four years thinking about retiring. Yeah. I, I think once it's in there, I think every year you're going to revisit it. Am I wrong? Yeah, and I think he will know as the season goes, like when it is the time when he's going to step away. I think he'll know during that season, okay, like right. before the off season, he'll at least have a, a much better, much clearer idea in his head of what it might be. Him or Tom win the bowl, they probably walk away if if it ends in a Super no. Bowl, no matter what. I just want to let them both know you guys ain't got it anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you saw Darius Butler put a football right into that trash can he did. Yeah. right before he went to break. Tom Aaron can't do that. No chance. They used to be able to. <laughs> yeah. Remember 10 we, years ago. We saw Aaron 22 years ago throwing to Tommy Wilson. That's right. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You see the spin? The, oh, the yeah. Spin rate? oh, yeah. Aaron can't spin it like that <laughs> no, anymore. No. Well, yeah. it's like also, you know, we, we could have said that, but, like, Tom had that opportunity during the COVID year. Like, they won that Super Bowl. Like, he could have just closed the book right then. And be, But, like, also, when you go back to talking about these guys being competitors, if you win a Super Bowl and you have a great season, like, I assume it's not easy to just be like, you know what, it's okay, because you're probably thinking like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to go win another one next year. It's a process, not ex- necessarily the trophy that they're hunting. I think they'll be chasing the process, which is chasing greatness forever. We've seen it with every other quarterback that has been at that level. Okay, I don't know any of them. Do we know any of them? Payne. His arm, yeah, but his he arm was done. messed up. Yeah, he, he yeah. was injured. He, he knew couldn't, it. He couldn't call it, yeah. The game told Elway. Mm-hmm. Isn't Elway one? Didn't he win two and say sayonara? Well, so I think Steve Young said Elway was his body. Yeah, was it was the same deal. Like the when they won that second Super Bowl, he he did like if you look at his stats from the game too, like it was kind of similar to Peyton. Like, hey, it's almost like the game tells you. You know, the game tells you when you're done, and normally teams tell you when you're done. And once again, Peyton got cut or mm-hmm. whatever. But especially when you're in that quarterback level. Now there's video surfacing on the internet of Tom Brady walking aimlessly around a school in Miami. And there's security there and obviously a wobbly camera because Tom Brady's around. So it is going to be a little bit wobbly. He's peeking around, giving a tour, uh, kind of looking into the Miami country day private school yeah. for his kids to live in down there in Miami. And everybody said, is he going to be a Dolphin? And Darius even said this morning, oh, when Tom's a Dolphin next year, he's going to be awesome. And I don't oh, yeah. know if he's just buying into this propaganda or wanting it to be true. His kids live in Miami with, with Giselle. Yeah, well, they got mm-hmm. houses across the uh, bay or he's whatever. Been living there for a while. If he wasn't to be touring the schools that his kids are supposed to go to, and Giselle was doing it, with somebody else, sure. Tom Bad Dad. Of course. Right? Yeah. Tom doesn't want to be Bad Dad. Tom just wants to get his eyes on some Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, where's Giselle? Is she a good mother? Because she wasn't there. Well, I think she probably had her own. She's, yeah. yeah. Well, then show me the video. <laughs> I don't know. I don't It'll know if you just... next year. There we go. Give two a nice year to rest up. Okay. It is Melon right. Uh, go back there. Steve, the owner already got caught up, jammed up with the, the, the fucking shitty, the tampering shit anyway. You might as well get him now. Tom, an F1 fan, too. So we got F1 down there every year. Tom, there's that. Vegas is having F1, too, right? Yeah. And Josh McDaniels is out there. But I don't think that video means anything, AJ. Your thoughts? You've, you've, been, you've had a tour of schools before in Ohio, obviously, mm-hmm. for your kids. What are your thoughts? No, I mean, obviously, his, he and his wife probably split custody. They live with Giselle in Miami Jeez. most of the time. That was the fastest. Is that the fastest divorce ever? Is it How does that happen? I think during those 11 days, there was a lot of negotiation during training camp. 
I think. But normally, like, I guess, how do they fast track it? Like, it was like, oh, bam, here we go. It's final. Isn't it FTX. usually, like, drawn out months and months? But I know they already agreed to, I guess, splitting everything up. The $40 million lost or whatever, and FTX might have heightened it all with some lawsuits yeah. that were potentially coming. But I assume behind the scenes, this is probably cooking, right? Yeah, I was going to say, this has had to have been in the works for quite were some time. Were they both? You think they like where they both reach? Like, what is the moment when they both reach out to their own lawyers? Yeah, that's so, the thing I want to know. So, we had um, a pretty good source. We don't know if it's real or not, but during those 11 days of training camp, Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson actually sitting at the table. Yeah, exactly. Tom and Giselle. Right. And that was a full, that's, they didn't know how long it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> they had no idea. Right. But Vince and Owen put on their best yep. fucking performance. Yep. You get some miles. It was 11 days. Yeah. It's exactly what happened. Throw a couple miles our way. Giselle, you can go have fun with a jiu-jitsu trainer. Like, Tom, don't you want to get all hot and sweaty with? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That might have been happening. Norwegian model. Which would have been more impressive, by the way. Allegedly. And I think they should get, like, they've been working on this. They've been split for however long it is. Because normally this is very long and drawn out. Seemingly kept it under wraps pretty good for a long time. Yeah. And then it had to be made public because it was a public thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it went right back to, right? Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Went back to kind of normalcy. Congrats to both of them. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're both happier. I wonder if Tom. Not easy. That is not an easy thing Tom to do. Tom might have some more kids. What if Tom gets remarried and it's a younger gal and she wants to have more kids? Maybe he'll do that. Yeah, maybe he's looking at this school for a kid that he hasn't even had yet. Yeah, maybe Possible. he gets back with Bridget Monahan. You know, the first love. Well, that's why everybody's saying the Jets. He compliments her a lot. Well, they're, oh, yeah. they're saying the uh, they have a great relationship. They're saying the Jets potentially in the running because that's where old Cuz goes yeah. to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I believe it's Jack, his oldest son, tallest. Who's a dog? He's yeah, he, he, he's got the makings of the prince who's promised. He could be a guy, mm-hmm. and maybe you know Tom's like I'd like to be around him through his high school years here. Yeah, yeah. he looks a lot like Tom too, without the butt. Yeah. Uh, joining us now is not somebody <laughs> who looks like Tom, but definitely looks like somebody that went into Yo Trap. In Tokyo, ladies and gentlemen, a man who went into Brazil, Tico Figueroa, ladies and gentlemen, the number nine pound for pound fighter in the UFC, the flyweight champion, the first Mexican UFC champion of the world, Brandon Moreno. Yeah! <laughs> What's up, dude? Amazing introduction, man. Thank you so much for the time. Hey, no problem at all. Que estamos, mi amigo, huh? Ah, nice Spanish. That's all you I got. get it. That's all I got. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's all I got. Bro. Okay. No problem. With uh, how, was, um, how was it? Obviously, we all saw the viral clip of you trying to run out of that arena after being very gracious and things getting tossed at you. Did you expect that going into Brazil and getting a win before the fight even started? Did your camp say, hey, getting out of here might be a little bit problematic if we get a win? Man, I mean... Not really. I, I I was expecting a little bit more more love at the end uh, from the Brazilian uh, people, but I think the the end of the fight was a little bit confused for the for the people also. Like a lot of uh, a lot of fans uh, thought I poked the eye of uh, yeah. uh, Figueroa's eye, uh, but man, you can see the replay. It was an, uh, a very clear uh, punch right to his uh, right eye. Uh, and that's it. But man, I'm from Mexico. I, I, I'm not saying it's something good. I'm not saying it's it's correct. But I don't know. The people get so excited sometimes, and they love to to throw things to the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, soccer. Yeah, we, we've heard about yeah, soccer. Uh-huh. The exciting atmosphere is obviously in soccer down so there. So that's that's why for 
for me was kind of normal like ah, let's go let's just enjoy this and that's it <laughs> yeah, let me just get the fuck out of here real yeah. quick that's hilarious congrats on a big win by the way yeah thank you Oh, can you uh, talk a little bit about your camp? I know you had a ton of adversity leading up to this fight, like crazy knee injury that you kept under wraps. You got sick during camp. I know all this stuff happened. How did – were you ever in – like, was it ever in jeopardy that you weren't going to make it to this fight? I know you stuck with it, and a lot of guys wouldn't. How was that camp leading up to it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, but not really. I Starting from, like, uh, I need to, to do, like, a huge – change in the middle of the training camp like i needed to, to switch a uh, head coach uh for uh, reasons the the people around this uh, sport know um so i started to work with a new head coach and you know starting from that that was kind of a uh, hard um then yes uh, i never I, I don't i don't like to talk too much about it but uh, yeah i have the, the the little problem in the knee and in the middle, in the first round, uh, Figgy attacked my, my my knee exactly the same knee I, I I had a problem, so I don't know, wasn't comfortable. Then yeah, I got sick, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was COVID again. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm vac- vaccinated, so I don't care. But but man, it was like just like two weeks, two and a half actually. Uh, with I was with like two weeks uh, with the sickness. But I don't know, man. Uh, again, I said this. The I said this before. Uh, I'm mentally uh, very, very tough, and, and yeah. sometimes the people don't don't think that because I'm always like, like smiling and being very respectful, respectful with everybody, and you know, I'm trying to 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 be nice. But I'm crazy, man, and I never, <laughs> I never really, I I never uh, decide to pull out the fight. Never. So you're saying I'm nice to everybody, but inside I'm a dog. Let's don't get this fucking twisted, okay? Let's not. Uh, and obviously that's joking. How long were you? You said two and a half weeks. That's like sixteen days, seventeen days. Kind of, yes, man. Kind of. And it was weird because uh, like that's a long time. Being I don't know, yeah, after man. after man after two or three days, I was fine. Like okay, I'm starting to feel good. And then I, the sickness uh, came to my body again. It was weird, man. It was very weird. I don't know if it was. Uh, covid or another another stuff but i got like uh, i got sick like for a long time I, at some point yeah i got a little bit scared but but i say like i don't care i don't give a fight i just want to fight yeah yeah <laughs> and we can respect that and obviously i think anybody that steps into the cage is an absolute badass you are as well you were nowhere near your absolute best if you're sick for two weeks before a fight happy to see you got a win congratulations on that now you're a black belt in jujitsu right and i as a no big deal. Hell yeah. I, wear, I got a white belt on here, but I understand what Keanu Reeves here in a coloring book has black. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I, I only know this from the internet. I watch the fights. I don't follow along enough to know everybody's background. Allegedly, there's a conversation in the MMA world about like fake black belts or something like that. Is that real? And do you know if your, uh, your jujitsu is always going to be better than whoever you're fighting? Is that just something you know going into a fight? Ah. Uh. Definitely, definitely, the 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 fake black belts exist uh, for sure. Uh, but oh. yeah, it's a real the thing. Problem, huh. um, it's it's not a it's not a real problem. But every single like uh, uh, jiu-jitsu uh, coach, uh, every single professor, master, whatever you want to call, uh, has a different standards of how much they need to know or how much or how much uh, the level need to need to be like 
very high to give you the black belt. So some coaches give you give you the the black belt very easy, and other coaches give you the the black belt with a lot of hard work. So it's always depends the the coach. So always depends uh, the standard of the of the coach, of course. You've submitted a lot of folks, so I'd assume that. Mm-hmm. That black belt is legit. Yeah, valid. <laughs> now, I need to find the University of Hopefully. Phoenix. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. yeah. Black belt, give her out. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Just need to figure out how to get mm-hmm. to the University of Phoenix and get one of those. Have you seen what they've had to go through to get the belt? And then once you get the belt, you got whipped, right? Don't you get your fucking ass beat by everybody that has one? Uh, yes, actually. It's a tradition. And and the same. Also, it it's depends on the gym. Some gym is like... They give you like very light and everything is fine. But then other gyms, uh, I remember my 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 old gym in, in in Tijuana. They give you with everything and well with power. They grab the bells like, damn, <laughs> it's funny. I thought this was a celebration. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Brandon. Obviously, you fought this guy four times, and now that you've kind of conquered that part and you're moving on, like what's what's next for you? And I feel like a big chunk of your career now has basically been like hey you gotta take out uh figueredo and now that that's done like where do you go from here like is there any thought in moving up weight classes obviously you know you don't want to just give up your belt like are you gonna potentially try to hold a couple straps at the same time like what where do you go from here after you've closed this chapter yeah i mean first i mean first of all these jasmine i mean this rivality uh, was crazy. Uh, I know uh, now I'm part of the history of the mixed martial arts. I'm part of the history of the GFC, of uh, the promotion. And man, this rivalry took uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, of my mental health. Man, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was a lot of time thinking about this guy. Uh, a lot of time like doing. The, the the game plan against him trying to 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 watch what can I do in the middle of the octagon against the uh, against him you know it's very hard because la, la, like I said before like we we fall uh, four times each other so we don't have like a lot of secrets between us <laughs> we know the style I know the guy punch very hard I know the guy is is huge he's a bully and he and he know he knew I mean I I'm very fast. I, I have a really good technique, a really good boxing. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of volume. I love, I love to put pressure too. So, man, was hard, but I'm so, I'm so happy. I feel so grateful to finish this with him. I mean, I, I, I finished him twice in the in the four fights between us. So, uh, man, I finished, I, I finished this rivalry for sure. Uh, and man, let's see, let's see what happens in the future. So. I need to recover a little bit of my, of my uh, mental health. I need to recover my body. Uh, but at the same time, I want to be more active because for the same for the same thing with uh, you know for the rivalry against Davidson. Sometimes when you are when you are in, in, in high level, it's not just if you are healthy or not or able to fight. It's about you know like contracts, uh, money, uh, both parts be agreed for uh, for the fight, whatever. So it's not it's not very it's not um, easy to get fights as when you start uh, fighting in the promotion. So that's it. I mean, I want to be active, but at the same time, I want to recover myself. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm thinking like 
um, I don't know, like June, July, maybe. Oh, here we go. So, so let let's see summer. what happens. Hey, little summer battle. Hell yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, so, what's the what's the next plan? Are you pushing Dana now to try to get uh, so you could headline a pay per view event in Mexico? And have you thought what that might be like? Ooh. Oh, hell yeah, man! I would love to do. I would love to do that. And actually, they 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 are building. Um, Right now, the Performance Institute in Mexico City, I uh, and I think they wanted to to open it this year. So it will be awesome. Like I don't know, do kind of like a like opening, like huge opening uh, of the Performance Institute uh, on Friday, Saturday the fights, or something like that. Sounds sounds perfect. Like Olale. do a kind of Olale. do a kind of international <laughs> fight week, but in, in Mexico City will be very cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, Connor has... Could you imagine that place? Ah, oh, that'd be crazy. You just talked about how I'm from Mexico and mm-hmm. the crowds are the way wild. they are. Oh, yeah. And that is a real thing. I think we all know. Could you imagine the first UFC champion oh. walking out? What's the song? You come out to the same song every time I should know this. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's always my same same song. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually my song. A, a Mexican group made the, the song for me. Could, a Mexican band playing it out. Yeah. Oh, Let's go. oh la, la. could you imagine <laughs> you walking out there with that place? It'd be going bananas. Are you somebody that, uh, like when you're walking to the cage, got to calm down or get hyped up? Man, uh, before, yes. I mean, I know. I mean, before I tried to, I tried to be like very excited. like pulled me myself up, but you never know now, man. I mean, I'm just trying to, to enjoy the moment. And if, if I'm angry, I'm angry. If not, it's, it's fine. But the, the, my main goal is just to be focused, you know, be focused and be ready for a fight. I don't know what's going to happen during the day, okay? I might yeah. be fucking pissed right. off. <laughs> you tell me. Exactly. I, yeah, who knows? Go ahead, AJ. Uh, you mentioned uh, recovering, like you're getting your mental health back in order or whatever. What, what can you do for that between fights? Like, what do you do to, I guess, get away or try to you know, reset yourself? What's that place called in Mexico everybody's going? Tulum. Tulum. You got in Tulum? Oh, that's. That's like I n- I never been there before, but everybody says it's very cool. Um, but so man, I don't know. First of all, I, I want to be with my family. You know, when during in, in a training camp, uh, uh, it's like you are there, but man, you are tired. You are like like very like homesick sometimes because. Uh, you are uh, every uh, every single day thinking about the fight, thinking about the game plan, thinking about the other guy trying to kill you, you know. <laughs> so right now, the 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 first thing I'm start to do is just be with my family, with be with my daughters, with my wife, and enjoy it. And we are trying to get some a little vacation this weekend. We are going to uh, uh, an international uh, national park, Zion uh, in Utah. Oh, okay. Obviously, we know what that is. It sounds awesome, though. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's, no, yeah. it's, it's, sounds, hey, it's going to be amazing. We need to go, maybe. Hey, it's beautiful. Uh, I've never been there before, too, but uh, I saw the pictures, and uh, the place is really cool. It's, it's, it's beautiful. So, man, that, that's it. I think uh, I just need that, you know, be with my family. We out of the uh, of the all the all the noise about uh, the fights a little bit too, and that's it. Hey, you've earned it all, champ. 
Go enjoy that thing. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Brandon. Pat mentioned in the intro that you're the ninth-ranked pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC. Is that something that you and other fighters really value, or is kind of everything secondary to the belt? Like, more than anything, you want the belt. But then is that ranking kind of something that everyone talks about in the locker room? <sighs> Good question, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's very personal. Like a, a few fighters take that like like very personal. Like, hey, I want to be the, the number one pound for pound in the world, um, and it's fine. And, and obviously, uh, sounds very good. But uh, for me, I don't I don't care, man. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the I saw the news yesterday. Uh, with, like now I'm in the ranking in the top ten, and that's very cool. I mean, made me feel very proud of myself. But I don't care, man. Maybe I can be the fifteen man. Who do you train with? Who do you train when you're fighting yeah. with? Because they're obviously going to feel like they're pound for pound top ten mm-hmm. in the world as well. Mm-hmm. That is a huge deal. Do you train with other known fighters? What's your camp look like whenever you're fighting? Man, so the situation with my training camp right now is is is, is very simple. I have a little uh, group in Las Vegas. We are training in the in the Performance Institute uh, here in Las Vegas. Uh, my coach he lives in Dallas. But for this one, uh, he moved uh, to Las Vegas. Uh, he came every single every single weekend to work together, and we made a, a really good things in a, a really short period of time. Um, so that's it, man. I have a, a, a really good training partners, and we are like a family. Hey, I, I just saw a video get posted up here. Obviously, one of the greatest boxers of all time, Canelo Ooh. Alvarez here, Cher uh-huh. uh, Kindred. Obviously, spirits are. You train with him often. What did, did he help fix anything? Did he change anything for you? No, I I, I met him. I met him. Oh, I don't remember when. In two thousand twenty-one, I think so. Uh, we went to uh, to his gym. It's a private gym. Um, and nothing, man. I just I just went to the, his gym to meet him. We we talked each other a little bit. He get, he gave me a few advices because at the end uh, and. In this, in that point, I, uh, I, I beat Figueredo in the second fight, so I won the title the first time. So everybody knows Canelo Alvarez; he's the best of the best right now. I think the best pound for pound in boxing. So he gave me a lot of advices about you know success, about the people around you, uh-huh. about what is next, what I need to do maybe in my career. So man, the the guy is very cool. Uh, the guy is, is a really hard worker, and there. You you can understand uh, all why uh, a guy like him has has a lot of success. Yeah, I like that. Now you're you know wanting family time and everything mm-hmm. like that. I feel like some people at the moment get so big and they get lost in it. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case with you. I would like to tell you though, if you get old, you know, if you get older in this fight game, and you don't want to get hit in the face or anything like that, mm-hmm. the Oculus. You know what the Oculus <laughs> is? You know the Oculus? Hey, we can make it. A- we, we can make a leak. You don't want that. With Oculus. Hey, listen, I'm letting you know. Hey, I know you're the pound for pound nine. In that Oculus, I'm a fucking problem, Brandon. <laughs> I am a problem in the Oculus. I'm not sure, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy your trip to the park. Enjoy being champion, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Let's go, guys. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, and nothing. Enjoy the day. Hey, you got it. Hey, uh... uh Ciao.
No. Hasta uh, luego. Hasta luego. Oh, Jesus. That's on me. Hasta luego. Hey, orale. Orale. Hasta luego, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Moreno. Yeah, Brandon. Go to the big board. Here we go. AJ. AJ. Uh-oh. AJ. Yep. Welcome to the big board, pal. Okay, when I got this stick in my hand and that big board behind me, you know where we are? Big board. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Video has been released of Patrick Mahomes leaving his press conference today. Why is that a big news? Well, as Harold R. Kuntz tweeted out, mm-hmm. Harold R. Kuntz, I did this before. I apologize, <laughs> Harry sir. Kuntz. K-U-N-T-Z. Don't, don't do that. It is Harold R. Kuntz. He is a great journalist mm-hmm. out of Kansas City. That's right. He had the forethought to not shoot Patrick Mahomes' face uh-uh. as he was going off for the press conference. Nay, let me break down what the ankle's looking like. Here is Patrick Mahomes. This is his podium. Intuit TurboTax has paid a lot of money to become the sponsor of the championship games, both of them, the AFC and the NFC. They put that over like a hundred times during these games. It's tax season. I couldn't even fathom how much fucking money the NFL is making off of this company right here. But I've heard their books are good. I've heard it's pretty quick. Simple. And taxes are a nightmare, aren't they, Darius? Sure. They take a lot of money. They do. Mm -hmm. Too much. Some people don't do them. Just don't pay them. Like methy. Well, there's some people way up there, too, that have figured out how not to pay them. And then... Wesley Snipes. Well, he, he, he didn't figure he out how to He paid the pipe. Yeah, he yeah. ended up having to pay. Nonetheless, this ain't about Intuit. This ain't about the AFC Championship. This is about this man. Finalist for the MVP this year. Probable winner of the MVP mm-hmm. this year. Patrick Mahomes leaving the press conference. Let's keep an eye on this ankle, the other one. Stop! All right, this guy tried to fuck it up. Yep. Right here. Yeah, who's that prick? guy's got a big wallet in the back pocket. I assume he is an older man, this guy right here. Been around, stuck in his ways. These are stonewashed jeans. Yeah, Has no idea that Harold R. Kuntz was getting a shot of the century to judge this man's ankle, his plant ankle. When he drops back, what's he throwing off of? This ankle. Except for whenever he's running around doing craziness, he's throwing off of no ankles because this fucking arm with this hand on it doesn't need any base. Mm-mm. Looks pretty good here. Yeah. 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 Looks pretty smooth here in the Great first step. step. Yep. Let's keep an eye on it. Let's play this thing. Oh, right wow. here. You see it? Go yeah. back. Go back. Yep. When he landed on that right foot. Yeah, a little, little light on it. Go back a little bit. Right. Pop, pop. A little bit more. A little bit. Let's go from here. Yep. Run it. He lands it flat. Oh. Yeah, it does, does I think it's more of a mental thing. I don't think that's a physical thing. I think it's a mental thing. He's scared for it great. to hurt. As he walked off, too. Let's go. The, let's get the ass shot here as he's walking off. Go ahead and play that. <laughs> Pretty clean. Super square, straight uh, on yeah. top of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he looks good. He does. Right yeah, on does. his feet. This is not the Patrick Mahomes gate that we thought we would see on no. this particular day. After all. that disgusting, mm. need-to-be-outlawed, hip-drop tackle That's right. that they're teaching in every fucking defensive meeting room, he looks good. Lou Anarumo, just a heads up. Patrick Mahomes is at 100%. Yeah. Also, you're not uh, you're not doing Tordal on a fucking Wednesday either, are you? No, this is big pain day. Yeah, this is probably the worst he's going to feel all week. He's going to be good. I didn't expect him. Oh, yeah. Andy said it. Um, so, 2019, yeah. uh, he hurt in week one. He hurt his left 
uh, ankle, so obviously different than his right ankle. Uh, but he threw for 443 um, and four touchdowns in week two over the Raiders in 2019. And Reed said, I think this this one isn't quite as bad as that one, uh, but it's similar. Sore, but not quite the same. And Andy Reed said that everybody is practicing, yep, and he yep. thought that Patrick would be going through the entirety <laughs> of the practice. Now, it is the playoffs, late in the playoffs. How much are you, you know, yeah. what are you doing? Yep. I, I'd probably go in full speed, I'd assume, but I don't think there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know. Contact. Line hasn't changed from the video. I could say that. The line has not changed. Since uh, seeing this video. One and line. a half is the Bengals' it's, favored. It's now one Bengals' favored. But, uh, so it has. It well, has no, changed. No, it was, it was one before the video came out. Oh, okay. oh. I can tell you that uh, potentially every, everyone in the world <laughs> is doing a Chiefs and Niners teaser this weekend. Niners? You th- I think a lot of people are on the Eagles. You think a lot of people are on the Niners? For a teaser purpose, uh, if, if – the watchers don't know what a teaser is. You can take the Niners to plus two and a half. You could tease it six points so that they'd be mm. plus eight and a half, and they're taking the Chiefs, who are plus one, up to plus seven. So those are the big teasers. You don't. Anytime you get those, an unexpected uh, home dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much is so. Is when you can dance with the teaser in a good way. Very much so. And a lot of people, it's a rule. I don't know if I abide to it as much as everyone else does. You're not supposed to tease through zero, so you wouldn't tease the Eagles from minus two and a half to plus five or plus yeah, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Why, so. not? Why not? They say you don't cross zero. Yeah. It's, it's like an old thing. Like, yeah, no it's, point. It's yeah, you're losing a point in there. Yeah, you tease the dog. I will say I did it last year, uh, last weekend actually, and took one through zero, and the whole thing lost. So okay. mm-hmm. I, I, because I, the one that you take through zero, you think to yourself, you took the Bills. I'm a oh, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. Cause you I say de- you're a genius. You cheated the game almost. Yeah. Yeah. And then somehow the gambling gods just figure out how to say, no, nope, you yeah. don't. Not but I, I think I saw a healthy Pat right there. Is that what you saw, AJ? Yeah, game's not till Sunday. Today is Wednesday. Yeah. I feel very good about where he's going to be on Sunday. Rehab treatment, vitamin T. Wide, wide. I mean, there's a lot that can take place. Lou Rumo. I don't know what you're thinking about doing this week, but you ain't going home, Paul. Yeah, better get Eli Apple's phone because he's going to have to cover for a long time. Eli Apple is awesome. People are going <clears throat> to have a field. The Sunday internet will be Bro, top five. He doesn't care. If, he's been, if they get eviscerated. Yeah, yeah he's been. He's Literally been since day one. There's Patrick sports. Mahomes jogging on the practice field here. He's obviously a far side there, yellow jersey. This is from Pete Sweeney, obviously Kansas City Chiefs. He was the one that told Sal Capaccio on Sal Capaccio's radio show in Buffalo that it would be in Atlanta if there was a neutral site game Ooh. between the Chiefs and Bills. So Pete Sweeney's dialed in. I see Andy Reid focusing on what period one's going to look like. Nice little stretch day. Dunlap down there with a sweet hat. Patrick Mahomes doing a lot more moving than I would have expected. Yeah. Yeah. If any of the trainers or coaches thought this was an actual problem, he would not be doing fucking shit. He would be over there on the left side of this thing or standing right next to Andy Reid and not moving another inch. He was part of the calisthenics. I think he just finished up the calisthenics. Mm -hmm. And he's jogging the rest of the way. Pete Sweeney also has another video, Zito's thinking, and saying, this is great news for Chiefs Kingdom. Huge news. This makes me want to jump on it now because it does feel like the line is going to move again. Yeah, because... Without his mobility in showtime play. Yeah. Now, Aaron said this yesterday. Aaron said, Pat's good from the pocket, too. Like, yeah. all the other stuff is that's, extra. That's where I would want to play Patrick from. Like, <laughs> keep him in the – and that goes – that's obvious, I, was, I would think. But um, you keep him in that pocket because uh, he, when he extends plays and Kelsey and these other guys just able to do that backyard shit and just find open spots, yeah. that shit is unstoppable. But lose defense – 
that was probably the best job in the league of boxing quarterbacks in. Like, they're so disciplined on the edge, boxing yep. in. Can't run by the well, right? Yeah, what is exactly. It? And Chuck talks about it a lot, getting up the field, coming back. Um, D-Butt, that's a – sorry to cut you off, D-Butt, no, but that's can't. a huge thing in New England, isn't it? Where, like, yeah. doesn't Belichick lose his mind if you run past the quarterback? Yeah, because yeah. You, you're, you're not doing anything there. there. You're not like, grab the ankle. Anything. Yep. They, I mean, this is a good sign. This is, um, he's going through full warm up. Yeah. They, Pete this Sweeney was Friday. Had, mm-hmm. Hey, if he felt if Pat looked like this on Friday, I would feel very good about mm-hmm. him. The fact that it's Wednesday and he looks like this, I feel much better. To your guys' point, eighty percent of the money is on the uh, Bengals right now. Uh oh, seventy percent on Philly. You were also right on that angle as well, Pat. That's, okay, he's doing one-legged hamstring reach things. He's good. Yeah, They're definitely. Yeah, that's, by that's tough to do on a bad ankle. That's good that he could even do that. So unless he, this is all a work, which Ian Rapport told us whenever he didn't leave the stadium with a boot, Ian Rapport said Patrick Mahomes knows that everything he does is being watched and will be reported and will have to be dealt with later. So he probably knew that. I was like, oh, he's working. This dude's working. Yeah. Okay, I like that he's. Yeah. This dude's working. Putter down. Uh oh. What happened, Ghost? Yeah, yeah. Michael my Cole's fault. putter? No, That's he, a good putter, actually. That, is a nice that putter company, putter. The, the Bruce, correct me if I'm wrong, guy that started that putter company like 20 years old or something. Really? 20, I think so. Right, Bruce? Bronovich? Can you hear me? Mike's not on. What's this guy? He doing? said, yeah. Bruce. Bruce, you have a microphone. Right? I mean, stocks, Brady. Yeah, you got a microphone. This mic is broken. Oh, is it really? What's going on, Nick? What is the deal back there? It's not broken. Talk. It's back, yeah. Um, yeah, the kid's 21. He's a student at Tennessee. T-squared golf wow. butter thing. Wow. Go yeah, ball. Sweet. Pretty cool. He just sent us one with For the Brand on it and the Pat McAfee Show logo. The butter? It has somehow just ended up being the one that is next. Because there's like 10 putters in this office and the last office. Mm-hmm. That putter has cost the show a lot of money. It has. <laughs> that putter is a good putter, I think. Great putter. Now, when Michael Cole is handling it, terrible putter. He's right. a mark. User error. When Darius is handling it. Decent. Well, I think that's generous. I mean, last time I was on the green, I hit the first one. Yeah, that is a good point. AJ, I mean, not AJ, AQ. AQ, two. Two for two yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Bruce, first putt. Yeah. Not so with that putter. lefty? Okay, I was about Fucking to say. Fucking EJ hit one. But it's a good putter. Congrats yeah. to that 21-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. there you go. Also, uh, in that video, CEH is also warming up. And granted, they got Pacheco and McKinnon, but that's just another guy for them. He's an afterthought. Pacheco really changed the game. He oh. did. Mm-hmm. And McKinnon catching passes out of the backfield or just as like a change of pace guy. Like he's so good. I mean, why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, and some breaking news here before our George Kittle conversation, and we bid you all adieu for the day. Got a chance to pre-record a convo with George Kittle, and um, it's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. How long is it? 20-some? Yeah, about 23 minutes. We don't normally do this. We don't normally pre-record uh, just because don't like the thought of it. Just the amount of pressure on, like, Okay, now do we feel obligated to make it like a perfect convo? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, live, there's a little bit of a different expectation. And also, don't want to be fucking just working all day having conversations with people. So once we do it with one person, I, other people will start to think it's a thing. And it's like, would much rather have the people live. So we, I think we get a better read on the people live. And I think it's a much better conversation. And I think we're all better live as well. We did the podcast where we pre-recorded. It was nowhere near as good as the live stuff. We are not. There are some people that are incredible at pre-recorded stuff. And their brains are great. A lot of forethought. A lot of thinking. We're just fucking live action. Mm-hmm. But George Kittle can come on the fucking program. First time all year. Fucking need to do it. Absolutely. So yesterday we were able to record with them like a 27-minute conversation. 100% worth it. And it's hard not to just fall in love with the dude even more every time he talks. It is. With that being said, we have some breaking news. Ooh. 
myself and Kirk Herbstreet will be the commentators for the seven-on-seven flag football games at the Pro Bowl on ABC and ESPN. Yeah, I believe... uh, You guys are... Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Two on, days, one competition. What does that mean? Okay, so I, I'm not 100% sure. I think on Thursday, there's a lot of skill challenges mm-hmm. happening. And then Sunday, there's seven on seven happening, skill challenges happening, like finals maybe, seven on seven game, oh. then something else. Then another, there's multiple seven on seven games. Okay. And then I think there's also skills challenges in there. It's, it's going to be, I think, jam packed. Yeah, should be yeah. a pretty awesome thing. Brand new. I think they're playing for a real prize. Here like we I, go. I think there's like I think there's going to be some actual effort. Seven on seven. I'm I'm doing play by play. Kirk Herbstreit's doing color commentary. Hell yeah, that's awesome. On ABC. Dude. <laughs> yeah, let's go. What a joke, AJ. That's going to be awesome. Where's Mina? Why isn't Mina with the crew? Great question. Actually, I didn't even. That is the NFL Live crew right there. Yeah. Except for RG3, yeah. right? Or is he I was away? told NFL Live was thick as thieves. <laughs> Mina's probably going to be there, and they are thick as thieves. We all know that. We got yeah, have you seen the clips on the internet? Not only the internet. We got to meet Laura down there and chit-chat uh-huh. with her. Oh, obviously, yeah. we know Dan Orslovsky and every, right. the whole crew. Big swagoo. Where is Mina? That's a great RG3. question. We assume she'll be a part of the... I mean, there's the, analytics evolved. I assume that uh, she'll be there. I think ESPN's putting big yeah, backing into yeah. this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, the only reason why I'm doing this is because Herb Street said he'll do it if I do it. There so, you go. <laughs> I don't want to say that, you know, Herb Street kind of said. Either you do this or I'm not doing it. <laughs> I think you said that to ESPN as well, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. I appreciate Herbie doing that. But once again, I do not deserve to have people like Herb Street in my life. This is a joke. I will try to be as great as possible at the gig. I do believe Peyton Manning is going to be mic'd up the whole time. Eli Manning's mic'd up the whole time. Oh, I think Pete Davidson is going to be there maybe Pete? mic'd up. Whoa. I think Snoop Dogg right? Dog is going to be there mic'd yeah. up. I think there's going to be a lot of potential Let's things. Let's go. Players, I believe, are going to be mic'd up. So I think it's going to be... You're going to... It should be in my bag. I, th- I think it should be a good spot. Yeah. Where yeah. I, and it's oh, NFL. I think you're gonna kill it. Call him to the booth. Fun. You'll be in a booth calling it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Up in a booth. That'll be awesome. You're not gonna make any jokes about Pete Davidson's dong, are you? Being well, so good? I've already tried to figure out how I gotta get that in there. Pete, you're comfortable with things about the size of American football. What would you say the team needs to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that, I've got to get all those out now. American football. I thought they were gonna use him as one of the upbreaks. Well, there's a chance. I mean, he <laughs> might could. be a, he honestly might be might be the first down chains. Could yes. <laughs> get rid Whoa. of the chains, you they Pete. could. Soft. Ain't breaking. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a chance. But anyways, he will be mic'd up, which is obviously hilarious, and I can't wait to meet him. Hey Pete, big fan, bub. Yep. Here you go, Pete. Pete, you've been through it too, you man. You've battled. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean he had a you know our friend Anthony Gonzalez got in politics. Yep. Oh. And when he signed up for politics, he uh you know, he decided that at least, you know, sixty percent of the people are gonna seventy percent of the people are gonna hate him because the other political party's going to hate him. And also, people that wanted somebody else in his political party to win instead of him, they hate him as well. Absolutely. But then he got, you know, his own party completely. And we told him from the very beginning, why are you doing it? We don't know enough about politics to know what you're doing, but we do want to let you know, why, why are you wasting your time doing this? These people are very mad. And I think he genuinely thought he was going to change the world, but he had the whole world at him. Yeah. Because that, uh, the president. Yeah, uh, DJT. Put the you know put, put the on red him. dot on him, yeah. I think that happens on the internet whenever Ye used to. Oh yeah, you know because Ye calling him skeet, yeah. put mm-hmm. the dots on him, 
And he had to, he had to deal with that long he time. Oh, yeah. Everywhere he went, I yeah. assume this Kanye Cole had to do it. And what did Pete do? Just laugh through it all. Yeah. Continue to crush it. Tough not to. When you have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to call me Skeet? I'm, I'm having sex with the wife of your children. Okay. Oh, so so shut, up. shut up, off. Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Not the wife. No, I don't no, know what right. type of shit they're well, running over there, but never, who knows? Yeah, you never know. But, but uh, Pete's Pete, done fine for himself. Pete had a hell of a run. Can't wait to chat with him. Snoop Dogg mic'd up out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember watching his uh, youth football uh, show. Coach yeah, Snoop. Snoop. Didn't he call uh, a fight, too? Probably a he did some of, of that Triller stuff, I think, he did earlier. Yeah, yeah he did the Olympics mm-hmm. as well. And then all, I think hockey. you seen Peyton and Eli. Yeah, hockey. He was, he was awesome. Yeah, the LA hockey. Kings. He was on the hockey. He was awesome. He was incredible <laughs> in that whole thing. Snoop on a mic. Yeah. Forever and ever. Doesn't yeah. He always, he always, always does that Super Bowl flag game, too, right? Like the celebrity. The beach. Flag. Yeah, doesn't he? The uh, I don't know, I don't whatever know. it used to be. Love is the football. Yeah, obviously be able to talk. Peyton and Eli too. Also, big push for like all the players to play in it. So they're trying to make this like uh, the actual Pro Bowl. Like, hey, because you heard Aaron yesterday. Yeah. Like, well, the Pro Bowl has kind of lost its shine yeah. because third and fourth alternates are in there. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this year? Huh? How about you? Are they uh, wearing flags? Is it a seven on flag game? Yeah, I think so. That'd be cool. Yeah, Are they going to wear the little baby soft helmets? Have to. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, these? The Guardians? Are they going to no, have to wear the, the Guardians? Probably should. They don't like, want the last thing you need high school is kids wearing. in the Pro Bowl. There's going to be some moments, though. Oh, yeah. Corners, you can't really half-ass it, right? Because you're going to nah, get dunked on? It's for, it's for, I would assume receivers, too. But, yeah, you don't want to get more. Is there a lineman 7 on 7? No. Oh, they're um, not playing wide receiver? And they're not doing their own brackets? Ezekiel Elliott might be, you know, one of the skill positions. But I don't think there's linemen. <laughs> Like when uh, they like the linemen do it in practice when they walk they play walk seven on seven or whatever. Oh yeah, and they do the yeah. That started taking over a little bit. Walk routes a little bit. Ball, people started yeah. getting got. Is Russ going to be there? Does Russ get to go as a backup as is like an alternate? He, and is he mic'd up? Do I get a chance to? I want to see that. I want you to talk to Russ live on air with Kirk. Maybe just the whole game. Just talk to him. Well, Kirk is going to be great, you know, because Kirk is he's so good in there as a color I, I got to watch him work for that Vegas bowl. Yeah, mm. bowl him with the clicker with the demonstrator yep. and with the microphone he's a magician yeah been doing it 20 some years so I'm excited to set him up for that as well like yeah. I'm I'm pumped to do the play-by-play here's a funny story so whenever I um you know whenever we got in this this whole world 2000 what is that 17 or whatever mm-hmm. yep 2018 2017. And I was asked if I wanted to, like, commentate games or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I want to be the, play- I want to be the host, though. Like, I want to do play-by-play. I was told directly by somebody, like, you're too dumb to do play-by-play or whatever. Uh, you color commentator is much easier. It's an analyst thing. Nobody, no player has really ever done uh, play-by-play. That's a journalist. That's a school thing or whatever. So I did that Thursday night football thing uh, where we were going to tiny towns for these mm-hmm. tiny school games. Competing against the NFL, so nobody's watching it. But it was my first opportunity to really be in a booth. Hasselbeck asked me to do it. I was very appreciative of it. I did it. Then I saw how much Adam Amin was studying and how many things Adam Amin had to know. And I was like, that motherfucker was right. Like, I am. I do not have the amount of time or the ability to do all the research that, like, Adam Amin does. We just saw the other day with his board and everything he's got going on. So now I'm getting an opportunity to do it where it's just I know everything about all these dudes. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just one, one a, once a year, that's perfect. I know how they've done. I know moments in their I know who they are. Yeah. And then that just makes – I don't have to do all this stuff that is incredibly difficult for being a play-by-play. Uh, like, play-by-play, very, very, very hard, very difficult, 
a lot of work. That person, kind of right. Special not that I'm not smart enough, but definitely don't have the ability to focus long enough to do all that research that has to be done. But, yeah, especially college. So this is like a perfect – I'm very thankful for the opportunity from Kirk Herbstreet mm-hmm. and obviously the people at ESPN for allowing it to happen. So I'm pumped about it, AJ. I'm excited. I think it's going to – you guys will be – I mean, that's – it makes complete sense. Absolutely. Like, it, it definitely makes me want to watch the seven-on-seven. Seven. Yeah, oh, wow. exactly. There's going to be a lot of people up. that don't want to watch now, though. What do you mean? Certainly something. Not this one. I think a lot of people are going to want to watch this because it's different. And than NFL. Yeah. We're kind of in the NFL. New yeah, people especially. love watching new. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, Eli be, and Peyton trending like Romo on Sunday. Well, as long as you're not you hammered. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, if you don't do that, just call. call. Yeah, really, you know, you you need to. change your cadences. You know, why, 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 As long as you don't do that, you should be fine. <laughs> Tony Romo, I would like to let you know. Oh man, Tony Romo's been Tony Romo since day one. He was loved mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yep. The people will come back. I think the people will come back because it will become like uh, the cool thing to not like Tony. Then others will start to like Tony again. It'll be a full thing. Yeah, people in Boston will forget what he did to the uh, the poor people there and what he said about them. So I don't sure. think they'll ever come back. Allegedly. <laughs> that wasn't allegedly. That was actually. on video. No, that was on, on video. video. I know, but just in case. There was a real sports, huh, last night? Yeah, oh, with Brian Gumball. Uh, I'll tell you what. Did you hear about this, AJ? What was it about? No. Well, you may uh, want to look into it. Text watch it. Illuminating. And they start with Come it, too. It's the first 20 minutes, and it's about a certain case going on Your in Your mentor city. and best friend. Oh, jeez. We will certainly have a lot to say mm-hmm. at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> that is still being processed. I need to watch. You should watch it. Watch it this morning. It is very interesting. I wonder, did they okay. send the same type of thing to them, you think? Mm-hmm. No, but they did reach out for him to uh, be interviewed for it, and... That person, yeah, said. they they denied. So this is awesome. The situation we're in is awesome, especially after watching that. It makes me feel even better. Yeah, <laughs> not very patient with a lot of things, but like this one is worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, swaying in the weeds. This one's a uh, oh yeah, it'll be a big day. Uh huh. Everybody thinks we're dumb too. You know, like those people think we're dumb, dumb. Exactly. Which we are, are but it's good. In this particular case, people, good it's good when people think you're dumb. It's great good card player though you know so like we're in the middle of a hand right now where some things are happening and mm-hmm. everything seems to be good you know what i mean God. everything seems to be good <laughs> and then at the end it's going to be one of these and it's going to be glorious yeah mm-hmm. loud too it is going to be it is going to be a great day it's going to be a great day <laughs> he uh zito has some of the rosters for that pro bowl um Devonte adams obviously playing in this Bam. is he are these guys all committed to this uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. I guess it's in as Vegas, now, right? Probably. Okay, so we got. I feel like Josh Allen's definitely going to be there because his relationship with Peyton. Look at that team on the AFC for these seven-on-seven seven games: Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase. Obviously, everybody's hoping not to be there. Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill lined up. Mm. Good luck. This is fantastic. This yeah. will be a, a good time, huh? Travis Kelsey at tight end. Obviously, don't want to be able to play in this. Mm. We get it. Who's quarterback? Oh, I don't know. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes. If the NFL, Peyton Manning, Eli, is able to get all these guys to the Pro Bowl, if maybe they rented the whole hotel. Yeah. You know, so guys don't have to maybe just get accosted by autograph hounds the entire time. Right. If they did this the right way, this could be amazing. AFC does have the uh, quarterback advantage for sure. 
also, you would think that a lot of these guys would go. Like, look how many bu- Buffalo players are there. You're with a lot of your teammates, too. Yeah, but also, like, I don't know if they like each other. Is, yeah. yeah. Vacation time. Off-season's a good time. For sure. Depending on how they feel. Oh, yeah, but Vegas, Vegas is a destination. That's the worry, because last time Vegas, it was like 45 degrees. So let's hope yeah. we have a good good. That's weekend. what it was in Arizona when the Pro Bowl was out there. It was cold. Like, yeah. Cold. Loved it. Love Arizona. Mm-hmm. Thinking about moving there someday. That's how much I love the place. Having Ooh. a Pro Bowl there was a nightmare, though. I mean, yeah. that was not like, oh, I was like, not Arizona's fault. Full hotel was not rented out. Yeah, exactly. There was other conferences happening in the hotel at the same time as J.J. Watts getting out what? of the gym at 6 a.m. He's getting accosted for autographs by somebody that was wearing a fake corporate shirt that was at a convention. I mean, there's, there's ways to handle it and make it good, but I think they're trying. I think mm-hmm. they are trying to make it good, and I'm lucky to be a part of it. Hopefully it will become an annual thing. Yeah, and Arizona had the uh, tough – you know, a situation where they're being compared to Hawaii because the year before and obviously the many years before it was only, yeah, in, Hawaii. only in Hawaii. And then yeah. it moves all of a sudden out of nowhere. First Pro Bowl, if I would have been better younger. It's okay. This one's going to be great. This uh, one's going to be good. Let's have a good yep, time. Nice uh, to wrap up the day, we can't wait to send you to a pre recorded conversation um, to George Kittle from just yesterday. He wasn't able to stop during the live time because they're on that. Yeah, that other weird time zone. Time. Yeah, yep. not real time. It isn't, you know. We're in Arizona's different, I think, than mountain, LA right mountain. now. Yep, mountain time. Two hours instead of three hours. So yep. we're going to have to experience it whenever we go out there. One of the questions on the, we should hit the 500 phone line. We only did one call today. Aren't we stopping? Uh, we're stopping daylight savings next year, right? Are we? I'm about it. I, I thought like Indiana was. was. No, I feel like it when was we, voted on. Everywhere is. When yeah. we spring yeah. forward, it's done, I think, right? Yeah. I I'm about it. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's pissed off about it, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever talked to an actual farmer that said it was good. Right? I don't think it matters. It is it's nice when you get that early. extra hour, though. Yeah. What, that one night? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's fucking awesome. It is awesome. Just a 25-hour day. Yeah. When you see it's 2 o'clock, and then it turns to 3, and then boom, it goes back <laughs> to 2. It's like, oh, let's fucking go. Back whenever I was younger and I was out and about. At the bars. Oh, Here oh, we yeah. go. That's a thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Spring ball's over. Or no, spring ball is about over, I think, when we'd flip. A little extendo. Yeah. yeah. What a time. Yeah. Let's go to the 500 phone line. one 833 4 Let's go to Nathan in Memphis. What's going on, Nathan? What's going on, boys? I was actually at college game day when y'all came to town, and I was fucking blown away. You guys were awesome. I took a picture with Chris Felica. And me and my girlfriend are so happy for you and your wife on having your child. I've been a fan for so long. You guys are the best. Uh, Thank why are you. Busting with the boys banned from Radio Rose? Nice. What They're the not. What the fuck? How are you banned busting? Like I don't think that way. happened. I, I think that I think it did happen, but I think it has changed. I believe they are credentialed. With that being oh. said, I will say, Nathan, we would not be able to get into Radio Row if it was not for. Uh, FanDuel being our exclusive partner. Now, I do believe they've got credentialed in there as, like, guests. I don't think they have a set. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't explained it all. But, Nathan, to what you're saying, we don't understand it either. No. But this is – remember, we had to paffle, Nate. You probably don't know that. You probably just called in and asked that question. You probably don't know. We had to paffle at one point <laughs> during this year where even though we had a deal with the league, we are able to run highlights and videos of the teams. If it was to be paused in a graphic – we are not allowed to have some of the team logos on the screen. So it's like the NFL, we are currently in the middle of a transition. I think in media, we all see it. We all know it. I think old school media will always exist. I think there is a transition happening. We all understand that. Um, and the NFL is just, I think, figuring out as it kind of happens. Yep. 
So in a couple of years, hopefully this won't be the case, but there are certainly some uh, blueprints that still need to be laid in the entire media, internet, NFL relationship. Probably NBA relationship too, probably yeah. MLB relationship thing going forward. But I'm happy they're in there. I do believe they got in there, which is good news ultimately in the end. Yeah, I mean, when we were with the Zone and Westwood One in Miami, uh, we were in a literal fucking shoebox on Radio Row. You know, like the smallest set next to, and granted, Romy is Romy. So, you know, you understand that he's going to get the. But the Zone had all the NFL rights. Yes. For Germany, Italy, Canada, Brazil, Mexico. Mexico. So they're paying the NFL, all international. They're paying the NFL a lot of money. So this is a lot of this is Radio Row is a big who is sponsor yeah, of who has deal with teams. That's what I do because Radio Row is it's a spectacle and, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a lot of shit. But all the people that are in there have deals with the NFL. Yep. So I think that's why it was potentially a little bit more difficult. But ultimately, in the end, they were able to get them in there, which is good news, I think. But they had to take it on the shins there from the NFL for a bit to, you know, provoke, invoke a little change. Right. Absolutely. And I sent them a text to keep fighting a good fight, boys, because honestly, it is, it's one of these things that's going to continue to happen with shit with the NFL as we go forward, I think, AJ. It's the best pub they could ever get, though. Still, best pub they could ever get is but having like creating or having this rift with the league. Yeah, I mean, we, a lot of people were wondering how we were going to handle the whole. I found this out afterwards. In the middle of it, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I was just looking out for the show. Like, how are we going to do a fucking show? I guess around sports media, there's a lot of eyes on how is, and I'm only saying this because this is what they actually said to me from numerous different networks. Excited to see how Pat McAfee and the gang hang, handle this adversity with the NFL or whatever. They're like, how, how are you going to handle this whenever we weren't allowed to have logos or whatever? So I guess a lot of people were watching on as we did that. I wasn't thinking about that at all. No. I was just thinking about the show, for the good of the show. But I am happy that we've basically said, this is stupid, mm-hmm. I think. They agreed. And they agreed. Yeah, credit to them. So, so. shout out to them also yeah. saying... That's right, because yeah. I don't think a lot they're of people trying, ever do that. They're figuring it out, too, right? Everyone's trying to figure it out right now. Exactly. That's what I think. I think it's like they're in the middle of, like, a lot happening. A lot of money has been made one doing something literally in the exact same way for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Like, the exact same way. This is how the kickoff show looks. This is how the daytime talk shows look. This is how the coverage looks. Yeah. This is how this is. This is how it's spoke about. This is what's not said. This is what is said. Like, a lot of money's been made by a lot of people mm-hmm. doing it that way. So as things are literally changing in the moment, yeah. everybody's figuring it out. I think with us, the NFL, quickly. What was it, one week? Yeah. Not even. It was like six Not days. Even. Yeah, yeah. didn't even make it to the following Sunday. Yeah, it was like six days where they were like, hey, we've got this thing. We, uh, we apologize. This is what we're thinking. Can we do this? Like, yeah, you got it. With them, same type of thing. So I think we should give a little forgiveness for the NFL for some of these things that are certainly going to happen. But if they would have said no to them not even being allowed to go be guests on shows when they're both, what is it, 18 years in the NFL, those two? Combined. At a very, like, yeah. That would be fucked up, I think. In the NFL, somebody with a mind was like, so two guys that are great for our league, played in our league a long time, they're not allowed in here, but some local radio host who buries the league every single mm-hmm. chance they get, they're allowed in there. Like, I'm happy it seemed like cooler heads seemingly prevailed, but shout out to them being there. I think we'll see them there, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With FanDuel, I will say, and FanDuel pays the NFL a lot of money, as does everybody that's in business with the NFL, but obviously FanDuel, DraftKings, and Caesars. Caesars, Caesars yeah. To be the three official for the league, they're paying. I, I couldn't even fathom. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even Jeez. fathom what that money is. 
the FanDuel stage last year awesome. was hilarious. Was that not? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was like a concert setup. I mean, you did have a concert there, but yeah, pretty amazing. With that being said, there are no fans allowed. <laughs> no this fans year. allowed yeah. anymore. First year ever, <laughs> the fans are not allowed. I <laughs> know. Uh, I believe no concert music acts are allowed. Nope. Sorry about it. <laughs> and this is what we do. We fuck things up for other people. We apologize, Will and Taylor. Probably partially, probably partially our fault in this attack. I don't know about that. You live and learn. No fans shit. makes it much better for all the current players that are coming through to you know to sell batteries or whatever because they don't have to deal with that. Yes, the fans are awesome for us because we enjoy the hell out of the energy and everything like that. But I could see how at Radio Row, the fans ha- being able to go wherever yeah. is certainly a problem. Fans. Well, and last year, too, they had the thing where, like, they didn't even have security. So, like, fans were just roaming around in the bullpen. Like, that, you know, like, when in yes. Miami, like, they had that little Area. walkway set up where people could walk. But last year, people were just moving the cattle rail and just, like, fucking going and standing behind shows in shots and stuff. They definitely don't want that. And autograph hounds get a heads up to Diggs' mm-hmm. point. Like, hey, they're not patrolling anything here. Yeah, get and here now. Boom, you kind of get in there and get moving. So I see where the end of – honestly, and this is going to sound crazy because I am uh, – I feel like we try to change the NFL a lot. I feel like we have. For the better. I feel like we do try sure. – I, I think they have a lot of flaws. I think they are trying to figure shit out, too, as they go in real time which is not something they normally do. They don't change rules for like five years. Like the NFL is like, uh, we'll kick shit down. The r- right now they're having to deal with shit in real time. They've been nice with us. They've been mm-hmm. great with us. I assume they're going to continue to do so because it's better for the league as a whole. Yeah, and as the internet space has grown, it feels like they also have to kind of acknowledge that and grow with it. When there's a scoreboard now. So exactly. Like, yeah. There's many different. You know, there's people that put decks together that say they have 500 million impressions. Right, all time. And stuff like that, you know, so like. But How much longer can people dupe all these corporations? We just got an email. We just got an email. Yeah, we'll keep going. We just got an email from somebody <laughs> asking if we would do something. And it was what we talked about yesterday. All of the talking points I brought up yesterday oh, about just man. bullshit numbers, it was the first five things that were said were, boom, bang. The amount of retweets they got in a year, I think, was in there. That's hilarious. A year? Likes. How many likes they had. How many impressions they had. That means nothing. Like, that was how they led off. And it was like, somebody had to sign off on this being the thing. And whenever they were presented this, they were like, holy shit. 500 million impressions. Holy fuck. Let's lead with that. And it's like, we read it and we're like, this is bullshit. This is all all food gays. I don't know how much longer. I have no idea. Has to be the next generation of C-suite people. That's what I'm wondering. If this alpha generation comes up, if they may (laughs) hire some of these younger younger kids that have a a greater feel for the whole internet situation. Yeah, the C-suites just have to change and turn over. But the C-suites have done great work in a lot of places. So like... You know, they kind of take it as a personal shot, I think, whenever it's like, hey, the world's changing. It's not like it, it used to be. So, like, you guys did great, I think, with the way the parameters of the world were. They did great. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, it's new parameters. It's a whole different yeah. fucking ballgame. Somebody on a cell phone can become so different. the fucking Media, er, Radio Row is so different. I remember going to Radio Row in 2007, probably, second year in the league or whatever. Now you do it, and there's you see, like, there's a lot of podcasts that are just local podcasts that are big, like in that market, that are actually really good shows, like for that specific team. And there's a ton of that. There's just so many different opportunities, I think. There's a full process to get into that radio row, though. Yeah. To Nathan that asked that question, there's a full process not yeah. to get in there. Yeah, it's not easy at all. Let's go to Tim in Maryland. Tim, what's going on, pal? 
Pat, AJ, D-Butt, Toxic Table, COVID Cowboy, Boys in the Back, Theater Wonder up north. Shout out that Talk Talk 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Hell yeah. Uh, guys, okay. how you doing? Keep it moving. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What yeah, if Paul, I just sign up? Good call. Good call. Good call. Me, any guesses for surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble this weekend? Oh. Yeah. That is this weekend, isn't it, Tim? It is. Royal Rumble yes, this weekend. it week. is. Saturday. Did you get a spray tan? Come on. No. You don't are want you, to look are like... You, uh, are you setting up a program? Me? Oh, look at you. Look at that answer. Whenever you pause and you ask me, what, huh? what's that? What did you say? No, no. The, I'm trying to figure out how to handle this. I thought you said all the boys could come to your house and watch the Rumble with you. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to handle this. You know? You guys can't come well, to you got a black box? Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. Remember when I told Vince how many fucking pay-per-views we stole from you with that black box? Right to his face. You probably lost out on, I don't know, probably 170 bucks from our neighborhood. Yeah, but mm-hmm, we sure. stole them all. Uh, a lot of people are just tweeting me that I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. Ooh. That's wild. When is it? What are you coming out? It's coming out, coming out this week. I think it's this Sunday. I think it's this Sunday. Is it this Sunday against the championship games? I believe so. I thought it was. No. I think What's it's soon? Saturday. My bad. Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Okay. Where? So with that, I do not have plans. I thought it was on championship Sunday. Now it's Saturday. Hold on. Here we go. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I've not. Football season was our conversation point, basically. Yep. You know, like football season. Talk to you in March. Because of how much I had to do Saturday. on the road. St- st- it is Saturday? Yeah. Let's go. Here okay. We, go. we got Royal Rumble on Saturday, then we got uh, championship. All, all sports change their schedule this weekend to not be on Sunday. Yeah, you do not. Golf started on Wednesday this week. I don't know if any other sports are playing on Sunday. This is that week. the Jesus. Phoenix Open? Uh, no. That's, next. That's Super Bowl. Week. Yeah. Farmers insurance. They're Man, uh, that's awesome. No, is the Phoenix Open different than waste management? Because I played both of them, I think, on my uh, on PGA. Yeah. On my t- my uh, pro oh. golfer. I won both of them. So. No big deal. I don't know. Waste management's won. tough, too. It's the waste management Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's together. How come on PGA, I think it's two different tournaments? I thought so, too. Huh. I do know Farmers is before yeah, waste management because pine. of. Anyways, I will be watching the Royal Rumble, Yeah, if that means anything. Still a fan, still in good graces, I believe, with everybody at WWE, which is good news. Still love wrestling in the WWE. Oh, yeah. Still a fan of wrestling in WWE. Well, with that being said, a lot going on in my life right now. Like, we should do a poll. What's that? Of who's going to win. Cody Rhodes, I think they said, right, is coming back. Yeah. yeah. He's returning. Okay, he's not winning. How many, yep. how many uh, people will compete in the mine? 30. Have you ever watched the Rumble before? 30 superstars. Who's your winner? Is Brock coming? Is Brock? I think he was in the photo. I watched Raw 30 there. He was in a photo to promote something. Mm-hmm. Was it the Royal Any Rumble? Old guys? Any old school guys going to come back? You know who like won a- the first ever Royal Rumble? Eugene. Hulkster. Ultimate Warrior. Tell him. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! He also got broke into his house and he beat the fuck out of him. Yes, he did. Yeah. Held him down with a two yes. by four. Yeah. That was crazy he did that. Yeah, but I'll be watching this weekend. Let's go. Yeah. Who knows what the future holds of me in WWE, though, honestly. Be interesting to see. Door's still open on both sides. Haven't had the conversation yet. I loved it. I enjoyed my time over there a lot. I mean, you're, you're very good at that. Thank you. That was very nice of you. I think, obviously, because I'm shoot fan... So, like, yeah. it was pretty... You have to be. You absolutely have to be to have that gig. I think so. As a commentator, you have to know what the fuck, at least... Just being in that universe, you kind of have yeah. to be. What, what, is, what is being tried to be accomplished here? You know? Because like, right. it is something, and they've tried a lot of commentators throughout the years. I'm not saying, like, right now. Try commentators that weren't fans of, the, of what was going on. And it's like, yeah. I don't even know how you would do that. I don't even know how you would go about... Talk, like, I've watched... 
I don't know, I was probably 11, 10. So was that 25 years of wrestling? So yeah. like You can tell when they're not a fan, too. When, thing, when okay. things pop up, it's like, oh, I see why this is trying to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, like, I enjoy it still. So I'm coming from an angle of, like, oh, this is awesome. This is fun. So I, I thought it was the per. I had a blast. And then Michael Cole is awesome. And then getting to, be able to beat the shit out of Austin Theory at WrestleMania. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. Drinking Steve Wazers. Wild. Stummy, that was rude. Yeah, it was. It's all about. It was. Sorry, kid. Your ribs? Your ribs okay from Vince? Well, that is the thing. I have a, and I don't want to talk about this publicly because there's something. <laughs> I do have a deformity. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Now uh-huh. in my rib cage. Yep. Thank you here, man. Because the point of the football, uh, Vince put. Yeah. Through two of them. Yeah, pierced a lung too, didn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. why I couldn't kick out. Yeah. <laughs> now, when there was a beer being offered, what? Somehow that that lung just. Opened back yeah, up yep. helped. and was like, come on, bud. Mm-hmm. Once in a lifetime here. But as soon as I got to the back. Puking blood. And, yeah. Yeah. That was not a sanctioned match, though, so I'm still undefeated in sanctioned matches at WrestleMania. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Perfect. I'm also getting rumors that uh, Butch might be the hardest competitor in the Royal Rumble. That's not true. Butch is in the. I sure hope so. Oh, so you're just Chompa? so you let off with I'm getting reports <laughs> just to lead us off. Good a luck bit. getting notice out of the ring, boys. Okay. What's that? Otis? Yeah, Otis is my winner. <laughs> Bray, Otis in it? Otis. No, he should be. Bray he Wyatt. Stamina, Tony. I would be shot. Well, he's coming up. Oh. Otis was playing cards with Corbin, JBO, and the boys. I saw that. This oh, past yeah. week. Pit Viper's on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ready for the grueling task of Royal Rumble. Yeah, he feels is. like the Fiend is going to take over this year. Is, it, yeah. is, is Bray in it? I assume. Dongo's coming back. Fondongo, I follow him on Insta. As do you. He's been wrestling in the indie circuit. He's been doing it. Yeah. He's been doing. He's still got that he's big a master, a master craftsman too, building houses, re, like flipping houses. That guy's awesome. Actual contractor, shoot contractor, building houses, and then if you need him, he'll come. Then he's gonna jump off the top rope. So like Hulk Hogan used to do a leg drop. Yep. Sure. And you see the way he walks. Mm-hmm. That's because when you do a leg drop, you're landing right on your fucking ass, and your hips are just like. Like, it is not good. Back, they everything. talk about, like, DDP used to do the diamond cutter, yep. and it's RKO, similar. Yep. And I guess DDP told uh, Randy Orton when he was bang! Like, yeah, he did do that. Yep. Bang. Bang! Yeah, he used to do that whole thing. Uh, he told Randy, like, I would not recommend this to be your finisher, yeah. finisher because you're just going to be doing, like, you're dropping. You literally, every single time you're in a ring, you're going to have to, if you want to do it. So Hulk Hogan used to do that fucking leg drop. And you just do it like 280 times a year, 300 times a year for 10 to 15 years straight. Like your back and hips are going to get fucked up. Dongo was like, I'll do you one better. He used to jump off the top of the rope and do a fucking leg drop. Do you remember that? What a fucking psychopath. That guy's back, hips, whole body. The first time I saw him, he was like actually jumping too. Like not high enough right here. I'm not just going to go. Like fucking jumping with a big fucking bang. I'm like. This guy's not going to be able to walk yeah. a year or two. But I'll tell you what, he was devastating. Nobody kicked out. No. That thing went every time. Ding, ding, every ding. single time. And then. AJ, you got a little zipper burn on your penis whenever you saw Donga the first time down there at NXT. <laughs> I saw it. That was a good one. I, had to, I never heard that one. I had to put that together. That's pretty good. Well, you you took yourself back to when you met him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Well, oh, yeah. you know what I did see him. I saw a great move he did. I was walking with uh, forget the gentleman's name, 
but I was walking with him, and now I see Dongo like 30, 30 yards ahead of us. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is Dongo. This is my dude. I love this guy. And Dongo did the old move to, to old buddy. He's walking. They both see each other. And then as we get a couple feet away, Dongo puts his phone up and acts like he's on the phone and just keeps walking right by him. It was awesome. Was it Danny Birch? How perfect was it for your Dongo experience? You thought this oh, coolest yeah, guy. Then they circled back around, hugged and everything. Oh, yeah, you know, I love this move. And they talked about it. I was like, I need to do that. I haven't used it yet. Yeah. Dongo's a game changer. Yeah. I don't know if it was Birch, though. Who, who were you walking with? Do you remember who you were walking uh, with? He was not a wrestler. This guy was somebody that liked to run uh, social media accounts, and I love the dude. He was oh. very Oh, Nikki Tweets. Oh. Oh. I said Gary V. Well. Former employee. Disciple. He is a Gary V. Disciple. Gary loves it. He paid 250 grand to Gary. Yeah. No, that, I think he was working for Gary before Gary found out that that's how much. Oh, okay. that's He's funny. got the NFT Super Bowl here in Indianapolis. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. It's in May. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Hey, that's Hockey Talk on tonight, 8 p.m. Hell yeah. How's the show going to be? It's going to be good. We got It's going to be electric tonight. We got an incredible guest lined up that we don't know who it is yet, but it will be a surprise. He asks out. Sounds like a surprise to you. Let's go. Good tease. Ooh, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. Sounds like you don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Waiting to see. Oh, but Rupp sent a text. Hey, got a big fish on the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something special planned. Pittsburgh yeah, Penguins win 7-6 last night in overtime. The Pens are all the way back. Yeah. You'll win Latang or You see that? We're, you still into hockey, right? Oh, yeah. Huge hockey guy. Let's go Pens. Do you see who they beat? Uh, no. Oh, Florida no. Panthers. Beat no. your team. Whoa. See, I was traveling last night. Missed it. That's why they lost. Probably. Latang also came back. First game back. Scores two goals, including game winner in overtime. So, wow. seems like your Panthers had no shot. Oh, yeah. you're, still, you're still chasing the bees. You want to make a putt for the boys, Debo? What do you want to do? Actually, tie. Oh, let's go tie. No, not putt. Shooting. He's been slinging it. Ty's been Ty throwing. Ty's He's got been, a cannon, I know. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. Remember when I went and played baseball in that amateur, uh, well, professional, I guess. Yeah. Farm league. Yeah, professional. Ty was pitching to me. Hockey balls inside our old studio. They were moving. He prepared me for a 92 mile an hour fastball. Oh, yeah. First pitch I see, fucking make contact. Didn't go anywhere. Make contact. Make contact with exactly. it. Exactly. Hardest thing to do in sports, they say. Hit a fastball. Okay. Let me step time. right into the box here. Ball. Yeah, well, I That's did not hit too. the curveball. And I would not have hit that fucking curveball. Guy threw me curveball second pitch. You remember that? Did you ever see this, AJ? Oh yeah, so didn't you didn't you turn around and ask him right away what was going on? Yeah, I motherfucked the catcher yeah. who called it, and then uh, I asked the ump to throw him out, and then I stepped back into the batter's box, and then he threw the fastball again. I found it. Boom. Thank you, sir. Please Bang. put that right there. Broke my thumb off the bat because it rattled so hard, oh. and almost tore my hamstring running the first. Was out. Then third time, same exact same exact situation. Hit the ball, bounces back, overthrow to first. I end up on second yeah. with a slide. Curtain call, I'm out of the game. <laughs> That's my baseball experience, and it was all because of Ty and that right arm that I was prepared for it. Ty, you played baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Football as well? Did you ever throw the pigskin around? Oh, yeah. You've been spinning it today. Mm-hmm. Seems like you got a little bit more, what is it, a little bit more juice today? A little today? bit more mm-hmm. juice, a little more pep. Yeah. What's that all about? No, no Bud Lights last night? Wide. Wide, lights, wide. And, you know, every once in a while, you just get the, uh, the fucking baby duke in your hand. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I, I feel like I'm spinning this thing today. We're going for a net over there. Is that what we're doing? One of those three holes, any one of them, whichever one you want to hit, you can go for it. If Ty is able to put a ball into that net, we'll get 15 more people. Wow. 
$100 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. AJ, anything to say to old Ty before he lets it eat? Ty knows that he does not need any pump-up speech. He'll probably drain this first one. You don't need a pump-up speech, he said. Yeah. Probably Ty Schmidt out of Waterloo, Iowa. Get in. Ooh. Boom! How about I say? He Boom. did drain the first one, Hawker. Dude, what did wow. I do? I want to shake your hand. Why about it? Why they grab don't me? need him. Ty dropped down nice to throw. the platform, as they like to say. A little sidearm, a little slant. Hell yeah. A little Rich Cannon release. Yeah. 15 people, five hunch. 15 other nice people, five job. hunch. Wow. Bud Light giving away beer money. What? Holy hell, what a winner Wednesday. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, George Kittle will take us home here. We talked to him yesterday. It is worth a listen. We can't thank you enough. We will see you manana. Big thanks to Lou Anarumo. All the boys, tomorrow's show is big. Huge. Be a friend, tell a friend. George Kittle's on right about now. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a guy who, if you were building a team from scratch and you had to employ not only a, a cultivator of culture, sure. but a man to play tight end for you, that's not only going to be able to make miraculous catches, but also just Debo folks around. A man who's a consummate all-pro, one of the founders of Tight End University, a stallion out of Iowa, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, fucking George Kittle. Yeah! Wow. Thank you, Pat. The stallion compliment's honestly my favorite thing you just said about me. You are, though, Thank dude. You. you know, we get to watch you play football every single weekend. You're a fucking stallion, dude. <laughs> that catch that you made off your face in the bobble, Diggs wanted no parts of you running full speed, head forward, and I do not blame him for that. Whenever you're able to pull off stuff like this, and obviously you just assume that, that you're supposed to catch it, well, I didn't even drop it to begin with. It's insane yeah. how big you are, how athletic you are. At what age did this happen? Did you grow late, or is this like high school all the way through now? You've always been the biggest, most athletic guy on the field. Oh, no, I was usually the smallest, most frail. That okay. was the majority of my life growing up. No, I, got, I, had a, I grew two inches in college and put on 70 pounds. So that was kind of <laughs> my coming to. Okay, so you still have that I'm a small guy, chip on your shoulder mentality. Like, you, you know those uh, the point guards that grow, and all of a sudden it was like 5'10", 5'9", mm -hmm. and then they're 6'4", 6'5", still have the handles. Like, you still have all the mobility of a smaller guy. It's unbelievable to watch you. You're changing the tight end position. Congrats to you. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Now let's talk about the team you're on. Let's talk about the team you're on with Shanahan. We did in the trenches. Sure. We, we did in the trenches yesterday and all season mm -hmm. with uh, AQ Shipley. And we see some of the play designs for the run game, and you're a massive part of it all. When Shanahan's yeah. laying that all out, is it like you all just buy in immediately because it works, or is it the right people in there? Because it's a very run-dominant fucking game plan, and we're in a world where everybody wants to throw the rock all the time. Offensive linemen, tight end, wide receivers. Like, Ayuk's down the field blocking. Like, is it the people? Is it the scheme? What do you think it is? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's a combination of both. And you got to throw your mentality in there, too. Like, you can have, like, some of the most talented people in the world, but they don't have the mentality that on every single run play they're going to block their asses off, then a lot of those run plays don't work. I mean, you see, like, uh, Debo took a shallow uh, 74 yards for the to the house against Seattle, and you had a block downfield by me, and then you had a six-second block by Ayuk on their guy that runs a 4-1-40. And, like, you don't really coach that. That's just a mentality that you develop. And so having guys like that that go along with the scheme that, you know, Coach Shanahan, uh, Coach Fleury, Coach Furster, they, you know, they put together for us that run game plan every single week. It's dense, and there's a lot going on to it, but – you just got to trust the process and, you know, the benefit of it, we, you know, we're in what, like 
week 23. We've been running a lot of these plays for a while. We've gotten pretty good at them. So if they want to throw some new twists, you know, a new flavor onto something, hey, we just tell them to go for it. We'll make it happen. Yeah, you guys ran this deuce counter tray back away from the tight end where earlier in the year it was towards Wild. you. Yeah, it was a great, on like on like the two yard line. It was yeah. It was like, normally that's happening in the middle of the field. I feel like, and I only know this from in the trenches with this man AQ Shipley. But he is literally they broke down. He has broken down your offense like every week. Like yeah. the sophistication of this run game is just so much better than fucking seemingly everybody else in the NFL, other than this Philadelphia Eagles team who also has a very similar operation. Have you guys thought ahead about this Eagles game? This is like a lot of dream. Scenario, this is a dream matchup for a lot of football people. Defenses, incredible. Offenses, sophisticated and rolling. Have you thought about how big and how, like, this is a massive moment, obviously, with two great teams, George. That's going to be really fun, isn't it? George, how are you always so calm? You're looking at the sky cam, middle of fucking divisional round. Look right, look left, little shrug, having a time of your life. You body a guy. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. You're mic'd up. Are you, you, like, <laughs> does the moment ever get to you? Do you ever think about how big it is? Or are you just enjoying it all? Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely hits you. But I think that's kind of why I, I just use my love of the game to get through those moments. It's just like, at the end of the day, I'm playing a kid's game, man. I can't believe it. Like, I, these are the moments I dreamed of when I was six years old, sitting on the pat- back patio with my mom. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go play in the NFL someday. She's like, damn right you are. Hey, and look at me now, playing in the NFL and the NFC, NFC Championship game, one game away from the Super Bowl in Philly, Link, you know, the link, insane fan base. They hate us. Just They just hate us because we're not the Eagles, and I love that about them. That's 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 the way a fan base should be. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait to go play to the link. Um, this is everything that you've ever wanted, everything you dreamed about. So, might as well enjoy it, man. You think Purdy's got that same mentality? This dude hasn't even blinked, and let alone being a rookie quarterback. They're saying he's – He's not even in conversation, I guess, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, which, okay, I don't understand how that happens. He didn't play long enough in the season, they're saying, whatever the case is. He has seemingly been dropped in and just been – he's unconscious almost. It's pretty good. What is that? What is that? Why is that, you think? And has he always been that way? Like, I don't, he's only been there a year, I guess, so you don't really know him that much aside from that. But has he always been like that? Um, you know, from what I've gotten from Purdy, like, ever since I met him as a – like – as a rookie so like eight months ago when he first showed up at OTAs um you know being now that I'm in year six um I try to you know I try to build a relationship with the rookies but I always try to like you know I don't I'm not I just try to like chirp at them just a little bit here and there to see what their mindset's like are they going to shrivel up into a little ball or are they going to throw something back at me and Purdy from day one just right back at me and I was like all right like you've got something to you I respect the hell out of it let's see where this goes like you know you, you've got a good foundation let's see where this goes and you get to training camp and he wins the number two spot as a rookie. Um, he's uh, slicing and dicing our defense. He's doing a great job in the preseason games. Like I said, wins the number two spot. And then we signed Jimmy back and whatever that all that happened with our quarterback and stuff. But then he's just been waiting, going against the number one defense in the NFL for like 13 weeks. And then he gets a shot and just talk about a kid who, hey, his opportunity is right in front of him. He never knew he was going to get this opportunity, but it was right there and he was ready for it. And then he's just consistently been ready for it every single time. And yeah, he's made some crazy plays and his feet are wild. And the way he gets out of the pockets, honestly, funny to watch. Cause I'm just like, what are you doing sometimes? But it works. And so I'm just like, Hey dude, just go play football. Take care of, take care of the ball. And Hey, we're going to have fun doing it. He's done that. The turnover thing is the big conversation. Mm-hmm. Like how has he not been confused? Like how is he? Because a lot of these things he has to make reads, and everybody's saying, "Well, the system is going to make him do that." It's like he gets to his third read, and sometimes that's a twenty-five yard ball 
that he has to put right on the money. It's like, is every quarterback a system quarterback? If that's being considered a system quarterback, it's unbelievable. He's not really getting chatted about for the offensive rookie of the year, but he deserves it. And are you talking about his little hezzy? He hits a little hezzy. It's, yeah, yeah, always. And everybody's like, ah, there's no way this, no, whoa, shit. And he gets the edge. He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's been fun to watch, dude. He's going to be a story in the NFL. Everybody's going to think, and now this is going to be a story every draft. Remember, yep. mm-hmm. last pick of the draft, mm-hmm. he went on. I mean, this is a whole thing. He's, he's blazing a whole new story and a narrative in the NFL. He's fun to watch. Good dude. We love him. Oh, yeah, he's incredible. He's incredible. He's a dude. He's one of the boys. That's great news. Great hat, too, by the way. Shout out Will and Taylor. They got credentialed. They're going to Radio yeah. Row. Here we yeah. go. Hey. Here we go, hey. boys. They did it. I sent them a text of well wishes whenever they got into it. I'm like, boys, good luck out there. You know what I mean? This is, uh, we're paying them $4.5 million. They told us we weren't allowed to use logos on still images. Yeah. So I just, huh. good luck out there. You're fighting a good fight, boys. <laughs> and they got in there. The boys are doing it. Love them. Ty has a question for you. Go, Hawks. Yeah, George, too. My favorite one of Kirk's dogs of all time, uh, first and foremost, just seeing how good you are in the NFL just makes my fucking head explode knowing <laughs> how they used you while we were uh, in school at Iowa. That's neither here nor there. Um, speaking of Brock Purdy, are you at yeah, all sure. concerned uh, of the you know uh, NFC championship? Does it worry you that, you know, the moment's going to maybe get too big for him. I mean, this guy never beat Iowa, you know, when he was at Iowa State. That's got to concern you a little bit, no? I mean, Iowa, you know, I will say he never beat Iowa, but Iowa always plays the love of their competition. So you never know if was Iowa State better and Iowa just played better or was Iowa State worse and Iowa played worse but still beat them. Hey, we got a that's lot of questions kind of, about Iowa football, by the way. That's, just, that's just kind of big. That's Big Ten football besides, like, three teams. And, uh, you know, just everyone just kind of plays the level of, you know, their opponent. That is just what it is. You know, um, Purdy, I think the best – one of the coolest things about Purdy, like, just if you look at his college career, he started in 48 college football games, right? Uh, His first two years, he took, like, the NCAA by storm. And then his second two years, they were kind of hard. He didn't win every single game. He lost some big ones, lost, like, the primetime games. But, like, for a quarterback to do that and then pick yourself back up and then show up the next week and play at a high level, throw five touchdowns, um, hey, one game you throw three picks, the next game you come back and you throw more touchdowns, like, just to be able to come back from that, um, that's what, you know, builds character. And that's what makes you a really good football player because football humbles you and it humbles you quick, man. You can be riding the highest high of your entire life and then the next week you can fumble the ball in the last play of the game and lose your team, uh, your playoff chances and yeah, you're the, you should get cut. And so like this, the, the difference in football and being able to, you know, for Purdy does to pick himself up, you know, after a mistake or something like that, just keep his confidence. If you're confident in NFL, like you are doing a really good job. If you can keep that confidence, cause it is hard. It is hard and it's a grind is anxiety, but if you can keep your confidence, you can play at a high level. I think people are forgetting that he's a rookie. Like, I think yeah. people are viewing him as, like, a veteran backup. Like, oh, this guy's finally getting his opportunity. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy just got no. here. This dude just got to the NFL, and he's taking advantage of it. We love watching it. So many weapons on your offense, man. You all buy in. Debo back is a huge deal. Obviously. Matt, who's your favorite weapon? Fucking George. Besides me. Besides okay. Me. All right. We know. Yeah, we know. Come on. I don't want to say, I mean, because, you know, the guy, the big brain that runs the fullback position there is obviously a stud. Of course. The Harvard guy. I mean, how do you not love the fucking juice? Yeah. yeah. Debo's name is fucking Debo. Yeah, right? true. So, like, that's pretty cool. That's super cool. You know what I mean? That is, like, super duper cool. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Yeah. Elijah, so good. I mean, there is just, and Purdy, fucking, he's a weapon. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we'll count oh, yeah. him as well. You love two, three. 
Yeah. Fucking Christian McCaffrey is a dog, dude. Mm-hmm. I do it. I do it. Him, not in Pro Bowler, obviously. Fucking not good enough. Uh, <laughs> not not all pro. Nope. Not good enough. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. He got traded to your team, and then he became like the pip- – he was throwing, catching, running. What, is it just like natural as soon as he got like fish to water with the San Francisco 49ers like he's supposed to be there? Or why do you think it all works so quickly? Uh, Christian's just – he's really good at football. He, just, <laughs> he, does, it be- he does it better than what, uh, what most other people do. It looks like it comes a lot easier to him than anyone else. Like I feel like I still – like I, I have to try really hard, and he does try really hard every single day. But some of the stuff that he does, you're just kind of like, come on, man. Like, yeah. chill. <laughs> but like that's just that's Christian. But I would say uh, my favorite weapon is Trent Williams. But you know Hell that's yeah. for us big brain guys. AQ has a question for you. Jesus. AQ, let's go. Hey, in the play down by I think it was maybe the one with Debo early in the game. You guys ran the counter trade. You did like a jab in, jab out, and got back to Vanderesh. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And then yeah, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And it, I mean, it wasn't like crazy when you look at the film, but I mean, it ends up being a six, seven, eight yard game, whatever it was. One thing I love about when I watch your guys' offense, you guys always have one little wrinkle. Everybody's running the same shit, but you guys always have one little thing. It might be IU cracking the first stack back, or it might be one little thing to try and get plus one on the front side. For you guys, when you come into game planning, how awesome is that when you show up every week and there's one new thing? It just kind of keeps it interesting, right? Yes, except when sometimes our run installs are like 65 pages for first and second down. That gets aggressive sometimes. <laughs> but at this point in the year, we've run most of them. Like we're pretty familiar with them. And there's only like there's only a handful of new plays, I would say, with like like confusing wrinkles. But it does make it interesting. And they're just like one of the things I love about this offense is it doesn't put anyone in a terrible position like to succeed. Like everyone's in a position to succeed. Like one of my least favorite plays in the history of the NFL, this run play, it, we call it punch or defenses call it crunch. And everybody just goes hip to hip and tries to drive block the D lineman in front of them. And 99% of the time it leaves a tight end one-on-one with the Nick Bosa defensive end. And he just gets absolutely murdered and has no chance. And that's what like 60% of the NFL teams do. And I'm just happy to be in an offense where we're going to run outside zone. So if he jumps inside, Trent Williams is going to kill him. If he jumps outside, hey, you're going to be able to throw him out. We're going to run gap scheme. And if you get a six technique, you can easier release around him instead of trying to eat a six technique. And then, hey, your pulling guard will just kick him out. You go up to the backer, wheel him out, and that's an easier block for everybody. It's just like we're putting guys in positions to succeed. And it honestly blows me away that not everybody does some of the stuff that we do because I don't really think it's that complicated. Doesn't it just make sense whenever AQ was laying it out all year? It's like, oh, he's setting him up to have leverage. Like, oh, we are adding leverage into the actual play design. And sometimes what we've learned from AQ is they'll even motion somebody in. All right, let's get a linebacker out of the way where that would normally be sitting. Now we got a safety in here. Oh, and this safety is coming from over here. We're going to run guy from over here, so it's just natural leverage already there. It's just like it's a sophisticated run game. And the one that AQ was talking about here is uh, on this Debo run. This is your little pump fake game. Obviously, everybody sees his ass over here. You got a little shimmy here, a little bait him in there, right? Make him jump. Yeah, there's they're six, they're six techniques for just eating the C-gap all day. And so when you're running, you know, we're, and like we're see here, we're pulling Trent and uh, and Banksy. That's just so much fun. Counter T. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. But, yeah, so we're just running basically, you know, counter power. And now Trent Williams gets to be the lead blocker on a linebacker. And then Debo gets a one-on-one with a safety. And, I mean, I will say that's a hell of a play by Wilson. He's a, yeah. he's a good football player. 
A lot, um, of, a lot of good football players in the NFL. You guys seemingly mm-hmm. have your way with a lot yeah. of them, though. It seems to be going your way. Early in the year, you thought this team was going to be like this? I mean, just what we had to develop was just, you know, like you have to relearn how to win sometimes. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that's just, that's a big part of it. We started the year, uh, you know, Trey Lance is his, his first true starting stop, and so our, our offense was a little bit different just because of some of the things that Trey could do. Um, and so we were learning how to do with him, and then, a Trey gets hurt. Jimmy's back in. Jimmy hasn't practiced with the team. He's had like one week of practice and then he gets thrown in. Honestly, we played terrible on what was that Sunday night football, Monday night football against the Broncos. But then after that, we've been playing at a pretty high level. We've lost one other time since, I mean, I think we lost, yeah, our last last was versus the Chiefs, but it just took us our offense a little bit to, I don't know, find your identity. And our defense been playing at a high level, kept us in all those games, but um, it took us a little bit. And now that we've got that identity, everybody's playing at the level they need to be playing at. I mean, it's just fun to be rolling right now and scoring a lot of points. Yeah, not only scoring a lot of points, too. Your defense is not allowing a lot of points. And I was at that Seattle game. Hey, I was at the Seattle game. I like how much your team talks shit. I enjoy oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I enjoy that about your – it seems like the Niners are like a team of – bunch of dogs just mm-hmm. everywhere across the board. The boombox <laughs> thing coming out, fucking aw- – yep. it just – beginning all the way until the end it's like the Niners are here almost it's like a whole thing and you guys are awesome to watch must see television uh, only 49 million or something watch you guys I think that's it yeah numbers are down jeez ah, next time bummer I'll yeah. do I'll try to do something dramatic this week to get nice. the ratings up again hey that Joker tattoo we talked right before we started this whole thing that thing got a good shot on national TV I think oh, yeah. a, a lot of convos that took place were like does that guy have a joker? Oh my god! Yes, it's like he the, does. That's is that sweet. the nicest Joker yeah. tattoo of all time? Your your ink in art is fantastic. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, George David Lombardi, beat writer for the Niners, came on. And he talked about how like Nick Bosa and Trent Williams started doing you know post game you know conversations, sharing some game, and then you would jump in there and Fred Warner. How awesome is it to kind of talk with guys who are the best player at their position in the NFL to kind of learn from them on what you could do to make yourself better because realistically you guys have five six seven guys who are the best in the league at their position i mean um i'm gonna first off Trent williams nick bose are like on a different level than like almost everyone else like i'd throw aaron donald up there and you know maybe mahomes like there's a couple and like there's a couple guys that are up there but nick bose and Trent williams are both just elite of the elite and i'll say it's like Trent williams I sit next to him on an air, on the airplane. I sit right behind him and the amount of film that he watches on every single defensive end. And he breaks down all of their moves. Hey, this is their main pass through bat, pass rush move. This is their counter uh, to whatever you try to do to stop their move. And then some guys have like a third counter. He knows all of their moves. And so then he knows how to set them up and then he eliminates all their counters and allows them to only do their main move. And then since he's a better athlete, stronger, faster, has ballerina feet, he just dominates you. And that's the, like that's the film you watch of Trent Williams. Like he knows everybody's move and all their counters. And you have Nick Bosa who has, hey, he has leverage on you because he's like six three. He's stronger than you because he squats seven hundred pounds. Uh, he's got great hands. He does all the little cool hand slaps and all the Aaron Donald knife fighting stuff. He does all that cool stuff. And so then when you combine that speed, that strength, and that agility, okay, good luck blocking him. And so then when they sit down and talk about it, you're just kind of like, I can't do everything that they do. But I can hear their thought process, and it can change the way I think about my job, and then I can learn something from them that way. Like, I'm not going to learn, like, Trent William, he does his ninja moves where he shoots off the ball like he's going to block you, and then he just jumps out of the way and throws you down. Um, I might try that. Maybe not this week, <laughs> but I might try that. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. 
Hey, you you busted out not this week, I guess. Then the next time would be the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. a bad uh-huh. time to give it a go. Smart. You know what I mean? You're sitting in that inner circle there learning some moves from Trent. Why not take it to the biggest stage that you possibly can? Last question here for you, George. Um, Bose is a jungle cat. This isn't the question. But that's what my that, – that was my – Diggs has a question for you, and it's going to be a good question. But you brought up Bosa there being 6'3 and squatting 700 pounds. Watching him from where I was standing at the booth, he sprawled out in that sprinter stance, dude. He's fuck. he looks like a junk, like an actual panther out there at the end of the thing. Like uh, That's a good one. He does. It's fucking unbelievable. And then he's just faster than everybody. Freak. Stronger than everybody. And he's absolutely jocked. jocked. He's jocked right now. What a guy. What a specimen. Has a chef, a nutritionist. And it appears to be working for old Paisan. Go ahead, Tone. George, I need you to debunk something because the internet was saying uh, that you were cheating and you were ineligible oh, on yeah. the uh, bobble catch. Will you let them I know? I saw that, that, man. Will you let Gosh, them know they're Dallas wrong? Dallas fans, are, they're so angry. I mean, everyone's like, well, there's not enough guys in the line of scrimmage. Okay, at the top of the formation, we have a wide receiver on the line of scrimmage. And you have our five offensive linemen, then me, and then we're in a, I mean, we're in a west <laughs> set, queen set, whatever you want to call it. Juice is, hey, was Juice a little tight? Sure. But he wasn't covering me up, and so then I'm an eligible receiver. So let's stop complaining about the rules and saying that we're cheating. And you guys are just fun. I love fans. Yeah, you guys fans, hey, yeah. the game's getting dissected at different levels these days. A lot more yeah. people, a lot more eyes, and all of them are saying you guys are awesome to watch. We appreciate you taking time to join us here, George. Wow, Pat, it's a pleasure. Thanks for drinking Bud Light. Why? Awesome. Hey, hell I'll yeah! I'll drink my Gatorades. Yeah, you're in the middle of a. I'm retired. You're in the middle of a very important time. Yeah, close it out. Could you imagine the same? Wait, Pat, is that your WrestleMania photo up front? Uh, Yeah, with Steve. You're in it, I said, I I was just two rows behind you, man. I wonder if you're actually in this. I was screaming screaming for you. I appreciate that love, too. You showed it to me before uh, the match, after the match, and during the match. You're the man for that. I appreciate that. How about me fucking with Steve Austin chugging beers on the ring? Like, could you imagine? It was a joke. Oh, dude. No, I can't even imagine. You're probably, you've never felt so cool in your entire life, have you? The coolest, dude. I'm staying up there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Here we go. Just no big deal. Oh, it was amazing. Pat, I got a close, I got a close second for you, though. I was sitting in the stands with Stone Cold's brother, and he was just <gasps> housing him with me, and it was so much fun. Okay. So you're drinking with so, the, the Austin family. What? Oh, yeah, dude. Me and Kev, we were, we were having a great time. He was he was like eight beers deep by the time I showed up for the first match. He was eight deep. And I was like, dude, you're going to have a great day. <laughs> Did he sound like you, uh, Steve? Why? Was, was there a lot of that? Oh, it was fantastic, dude. I was it was that that was one of the best moments. I'll see you at uh, SoFi. You're going to be in L.A.? I don't know. George is, you know, it's maybe, a loaded question. George, we don't know, George. You don't <laughs> know. Maybe okay. hey, we'll sit next to each other. Maybe, huh? Maybe get a suite. Maybe. No, I like to be in the ring. You know, if we just put a table out there and we can throw someone through it. Why? What? Yeah, that should happen, right? I think at this point it, it needs to happen. With you had the Goldberg shirt, obviously the Steve Austin shirt. I believe there was. Uh, I believe there's obviously been more. Both of us massive wrestling marks, bro. Massive. That should have already taken place. I assume there's already something in the works. I, I I hope there is something in the works. I don't know of anything yet, but if you hear of anything, you you have my Twitter number, Instagram. You got me. Just hit me up. Kittle's going over. I don't do the booking, but okay, we will <laughs> yeah. certainly put. You've it got in. a you've got a good influence there, Pat. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I do not. I do not. George Kittle, you're the man. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. See you, fellas. Thanks for having me. See you, George. Appreciate you, buddy.